You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. What is up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with another weekly live episode. Again, for the back-to-back weeks, I am uh, honored, man, to be alongside my homie. How you doing, brother? Man, glad to be back. I enjoy this. I look forward to this show, man. I think it's going to be one of my favorite shows of the week we do. I enjoy getting in here with you, man. How you doing this week? I'm good, bro. You know, NFL Week 2, it's in the books, baby. We have a lot to react and cover. Uh, I meant, I don't know, it was it me or this week was very defensive, like defense, uh, uh, concentrated. The games were not, we didn't have a lot of high-scoring games, and the ones that were projected to be high-scoring did not get where near to the, the, the point, right, of the over-under, man. What do you think? It was just me or uh, it was kind of like a uh, slobber knocker in uh, the great Jim Ross's words over there? Yeah, yeah, a lot of hard-hitting games, man. I was on the wrong side of most of these. If I picked it to go yeah. under, it went over. If I picked it to go over, it went under. So, yeah, there's a lot of de- lot of good hard-hitting defensive games mm-hmm. out there this week, though. And I think we're starting to kind of see after a couple weeks who the better defenses in the league are. We all, we all know about the Cowboys and the 49ers, but we talked about the Patriots a little bit before we came on here. That's a solid defense up there. Steelers looked real good last night. So, there's some good defensive-minded teams still in this thing that I think people have already talked about counting out. And we know defense wins championships, man. So I think some of these teams might be around at the end. We, uh, you know, absolutely. I think we're we're seeing a little bit of the the rust still around offensively for some of these quarterbacks. We got some injuries we're going to talk about as we dive down to all the top games and top takeaways uh, of the week three. We're going to start with the Sunday slate. Before we begin, I want to tell an audience to please give, go, go ahead and uh, give a like to this uh, particular broadcast right now that's live. Hit the subscribe subscription button if you haven't yet. Uh, go ahead and hit the notifications so you don't miss a single thing. You know, we're here week after week, so you don't miss any of the madness. So, man, listen, uh, without further ado, man, I, I, well, I'm going to start, right, with uh, with a game that, again, if you would have told me that Baker Mayfield was going to be 2-0 man. at the beginning of the year and put a prop bet on it, I would have said, nah, man. I, I, don't, I don't know about that, man. Baker wins his first two games of the season, man, for the first time in his NFL career. All right? What do you think of that, man? That's, uh, I, I don't know. There was no prop betting for that, but I probably would have gone the other way or stayed away from it. I, 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 lo- I love it, man. My Buccaneers, we start out 2-0. and You know, I still don't know what kind of season it's going to turn out. The NFC yeah. South that we talked about being so bad mm-hmm. has three teams that are 2-0 and now, and I just, I don't know, man. I think the these may be the, the best times. I think it's going to get, it's going to get a lot rougher next week. Philadelphia coming to town for Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out what kind of quarterback Baker Mayfield is. If maybe if he can find a way to engineer through that thing, I'll start to become a little bit more of a believer. Right now, I'm still I'm a cautious Buccaneers fan. I've, I've drank this Kool-Aid before, and I've seen this movie before, so I'm kind of just waiting back and seeing. But if he, he go, finds a way to beat Philadelphia on Monday, I'll start to become a little bit of a believer at this po- that point. And, you know, even if, if, uh, if they don't beat Philadelphia, but they're competitive, I think that's I still a really good sign. I, I, mean, I agree. Tom Brady who, bro? This guy is 2-0, man. Play, you I know, mean, really good football. Look, this game was really, really good. 26 out of 34. That's a really good, a good you know, good, good completion percentage. 317 yards. Hasn't turned the ball over. One touchdown. I mean, Rashad White, the guy that they, you know, they made their man last yeah. year. That's the reason why, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette is not there anymore. 73 yards. Rushing, you know, one touchdown over four yards per carry. There was some good stuff. And, of course, man, good old reliable Evans. This guy's back. He he has something to prove after 10 years in the league. 
And we said it last last week, man. He said already that he's not going to resign with the Bucks. He's got a test free agency. He's playing like a man possessed, dude. Mike Mike trying to get paid, man. That's what's going on right there. I love it. I love seeing this guy do well. I know his his future's not with the Buccaneers, but I'm always going to be a big Mike Evans fan and love what he's done in the league and got a lot of respect for what he's done in the league. And I think the Bucks are might be the ones to get the best into this deal. They might be able to trade him at, at some point, depending, you know, just just depending on what's going on. We're obviously not tanking in this thing. So um, Baker Baker looked good. I actually went against my guy Baker this last week. I thought he'd at least throw one pick, man. I had him over. 1.5 picks so he uh he wound up coming through in that thing baker looks good he looks polished he's doing what they ask him to do not turning the ball over just kind of managing the game letting the weapons do what they do the defense mm -hmm. is nasty playing really well bucks look way better than i could have ever expected right now i think of the first time in his career he's letting the game come to him instead of him forcing the game because he was the guy in Cleveland, right? You know what I mean? It was that kind of pressure. Yep. Uh, I think for the first time, he's like, you know what, dude? I got I got guys that can play. Let them do their thing. Let me just make sure I put the ball in the in the right place where they can execute. You know? So that's that's I think where it's a difference between Baker right now, which is kind of good. I I agree with you, man. I think he, you're right. He's not trying to make all the plays on his own. He's just kind of letting the game come to him. He's a veteran now at this point. Made a few stops in the league. Been a couple different places. So kind of knows what it takes to win ball games at this point. He's won some games. He's took some tough beats. Been on some tough teams and spots. But this is this may be one of the better teams Baker's been on. If we're being honest, all throughout with the roster and completeness of it, uh, this may be one of the better teams Baker's been on. He might finally feel comfortable in his own shoes here. He's doing it right now, man. If he's able to maintain this, I would be very impressed, but I'm impressed already. Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, wait, you got to beat the teams you got to beat, right, at the beginning of the season. Right. You want to be 2-0 better than 0-2, unlike Chicago. And same old, same old for Justin Fields, man. Our guy, I know, had two more picks this week, another horrible completion percentage, 16 out of 29. He's not getting it done, and we knew this was a catalyst. Everybody thought he was going to be much improved with DJ Moore added to the lineup. You know, uh, and, and everybody else that he had already existing. I mean, look, DJ, he targeted DJ Moore this week, but could not get him the ball in the end zone. It doesn't look pretty uh, for the Bears, who were such hyped up, man, to start the season. 0-2, and they haven't played great. Do you think this is a product of Justin? Is, is this just Justin Fields, or is this a scheme thing? Is this maybe, I mean, is this a, a talent thing, a scheme thing, or is this just Justin Fields? Could another quarterback come in here and, and use this offense and actually be productive in this offense? Uh, yes, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, right now, what, th uh, third year in the league, he hasn't shown that improvement from a passing standpoint that he should have already by year three. I compare Justin to the similar quarterbacks before him, right? Lamar Jackson, huge improvement year one over year two from a standard, I'm going to run everything and use my athleticism to winning the MVP and throwing for 38 touchdowns second year. Huge improvement. Did not have nowhere near a DJ Moore on his squad. He finally has Safe Flower after this many years. Yeah. Jalen Hurst, same thing. Did not have AJ Brown second year, but improved right through for more touchdowns. You could see him throwing down the field, being more accurate. Still has some problems until last year when you when you added AJ Brown, Devontae Smith second year. You know, Dallas Goddard became your number one tight end. You saw the difference. I haven't seen this from field from a passing standpoint. And this is where we fall scheme, but also a lot has to do with the lack of skills uh, from that part of the game from the QB. It is what it is in my book, man. I, I agree with you. I think Justin Fields is the problem. You talk about those other two guys, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. The game just seemed to come 
it started to slow down for them in that second year, man. They started to be able to read those defenses better and actually make better decisions. And that, that's what helped them throw the ball down the field. Justin Fields just doesn't look comfortable back there, man. He looks like the game's moving too fast. He's clearly an athletic freak, mm-hmm. but I just don't think the guy's ever going to be a winning quarterback in the league. I couldn't understand why everybody was so high on him coming in. You know, he's all these fantasy guys are talking about him and everybody's thinking the Bears are going to be all this. And I've said all along, I thought the Bears were finishing fourth in that division. I didn't, couldn't understand for the life of me why people were so high on him. And I mean, we're proofs in the pudding now. Justin Fields is not going to be the guy for them. I hate it. I hate it for him. I hate to like say that somebody's just not going to get it done. But after a while, man, you got to believe what's right in front of you. And it's showing us right now that he is not the guy and not going to be the guy anytime soon. Fantasy football and regular and real football are two completely different things in this totally world. Different things. I think everybody has gotten caught up with that when it comes to Justin Field. I agree. You want to know a crazy stat, dude? And um, not going away from Justin Field, but staying a little bit of uh, in Baker before we move on. Yeah, so, lay it on me. So far, and I looked this up, Stat Muse is like the best freaking uh, app to follow, bro. You know what I mean? They throw out some of this okay. random shit. And I saw this the other day. I saw this yesterday, actually. Most passing yards through two games right now with zero interceptions for quarterbacks, right, that have more than 400 passing yards a season. So these are quarterbacks who have over 400 passing yards and have zero interceptions. I'm going to give you uh, the five. C.J. Strouder, number one, has 626 passing yards, no picks. Wow. Justin Herbert, 534, no picks. Your boy, Baker Mayfield, 490, no picks. Geno, 440, no picks. 426 for Brock Purdy, no picks. Wow. Okay, that's a pretty, pretty, I got a feeling that list will, uh, not be the same here in a couple of weeks. Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that, that that list is going to shift up quite a bit at this point. Herbert, though, man, throwing no picks and can't get it done. Can't I know. get win, man. I'm still, I'm feeling a lot better about my Brandon Staley first coach fired thing. Oh, uh, absolutely, man. We, uh, do they have a, 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 a prop bet on that yet, man? I mean, we need to figure out how many games. Uh, I think I need to pick like the next five or something in five or three more. I don't know, man. I got to, we got to look that be, up. It's got to be out there somewhere. It's got to be. I've seen him before, and I know it's out there somewhere. If you can find it, I would bet on Brandon Saylor. He's probably the yeah. favorite at this point. I wanted to bet him before the season started, but nobody would let me. <laughs> Listen, talking about a guy that is not going to get fired, it's going to be Lamar freaking Jackson. Okay? This guy found his man. We said it last week, but for the second consecutive week, him and Zay Flower, whoo, man, they, they look good. They look good together. They They're do. men for each other, brother. And Lamar is happy that he has his playmaker. In addition, all right, to his tight end in Mark Andrews, who, again, came back from injury, had a good game. But Zay, brother, Zay, man, Zay has some great – he hasn't hit the end zone yet. But, dude, some of these catches and plays that he's made are really eye-opening and, and impressive, bro. I mean, what he, do you what do you think? I mean, what do you think of that? Right there, he's right there on the cusp, man. I think some people mm-hmm. are picking him up. I think some people are trying to back off of him to pick up some of these other guys that are hot right now. You better mm-hmm. hang on to Zay Flowers if you can, yep. man. This guy is he's getting about five, six targets a game mm-hmm. right now. That number is gonna go up. Mark Andrews back. You're gonna see a lot of attention go to Mark Andrews in a lot of spots just because he is such a great tight end and a great option out there for Lamar. But I think it's about to open up for Zay Flowers. I think we're about to we're not far from one of those. 140, 150, mm-hmm. two touchdown games, you know, 150 yard, two touchdown games. I don't think we're that far from those from Zay Flowers, man. I really, really don't. And I think this guy is the future of this franchise at the receiver position. Yeah, I mean, o- OBJ, I think I heard already. I think they didn't leave the game. Uh, this OBJ, OBJ's done, man. I so, don't, I, you know, I can't. He's just out there for more. I mean, he, he, yeah. he sells tickets. That's it. 
That's it. He's done. We probably don't see him next week. Uh, he had four targets. Uh, Mark Andrew again became the heavy target of favor. Because that's, dude, that's, you know, you can't blame Lamar. That's security wow. blanket. That's his boy. But you and can that see R- that RPO stuff. That RPO yeah. stuff, Mark Andrews is going to be get a lot of those dump passes and things like that anyway, just off the scheme. But the, the great eye-opening plays were done by Zay for the second consecutive week. And you could tell Lamar Jackson has all the confidence in the freaking world uh, with uh, with Zay. Yeah, I mean, it's just you could see it through the television, dude. Every just on every every time he just looks at him, and he, he's like, you see Lamar like when he's ready to throw, he looks at Zay and be like, "Yo, I know you got me." Here you go. Poof. L- <laughs> Lamar, like, Lamar, man, he's one of the happiest dudes on the planet, yeah. right? He doesn't got paid. They don't draft him a wide receiver that's going to be his guy. Now he'll probably ride this guy till the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And my life is good for Lamar right now, man. I I, I think these Ravens are going to be in contention this thing all year long, man. I've I've been on these Ravens the last couple of years. This might be the year they are able to push through on this thing. Yeah. On the other hand, though, I think uh, we we have a problem in uh, Cincinnati right now, man. Joey uh, revealed he aggravated his uh, calf injury, and I think you said it in Wake and Rake, or some of us did that. Calf injuries usually tend to linger. Remember, he was, oh, that's yeah. just, he, he had it in the uh, during training camp, right? Uh, right. And he, that's why he didn't play in the preseason. It was one of the practice, the first practice of the year, and he you know was out until the first game of the year, and you could tell that through two games. Joe Burrow is not himself, and I think big part of it is not just the rust, but just you know that calf injury is still there and and reactivated. So I think we not we not we might not see him for a few I, weeks. I can speak personally on this, man. I, I had back when I was playing, I had one of these calf injuries early on in the year, one year, and it uh you know it lingers on. You can feel you go two weeks and you feel pretty good about yourself, think it's good to go, and you wind up stepping the wrong way or you fall a little awkwardly and land wrong, and you're right back to square one on this thing, man. It's calf injuries are no joke, and they got you got to have a good four to six weeks to just sit down and do nothing. And he don't have that option right now, man. He's got no. you know six seven days in between this thing, maybe limp to a bye. I'm not sure what their bye week is, but this is a, this kind of a problem right here. But once again, I'm not going to panic on these guys just no. yet. We did the same thing last year after week two. I'm not going to do that just yet because, you know, they, they came back and fooled us all last year. I think Jamar Chase, a lot of people talking fantasy, a lot of people are way down on Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I think if you can go buy Jamar Chase pretty low right now, um, you better get out there and get that because they, they're not going to stay in this slump the whole year. They're not. There's too much talent on this roster. I like the coaching staff. I like Joey Buckets. He'll be all right. I mean, they're going to get in sync here before long. I think by about week eight or nine, this team's going to have it figured out. And they're going to be all right. I'm not going to panic on them just yet. Now, I, I do want to see this weekend's game because if they, they, they drop another one, you know how hard it is to come back from 0-3. Mm-hmm. I'm going to panic whether 0-4 and Joe, Joey B is out and the backup quarterback, which I have no idea who he is. Oh, it's over then. You better tank and, that. And that's where I'm going to panic. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, because if Joe has to take out any extended period of time while they haven't won a single game in the AFC, that's when you might want to hit the panic button and shit's about to get really real. Yep. Uh, that's That's my take. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. That that's time to go ahead and be ready to tank that thing, man. Set Joey Buckets down for the rest of the year. This is my boy Jim Plunner for founding the band, bro. He has a Plotner, he has a great uh, podcast. We do cigar and sports together. Okay. Yeah, you know, right now Herbert is looking like um, you know, Rivers 2.0. <laughs> uh, good, good, yeah, really man. good analogy there. That is, that is, that's pretty pretty spot on. Uh, yeah. right there man i like justin herbert too i, I think too. this is more of a co- head coaching thing yep. i really do the chargers got all the talent all the depth on that roster there ain't no reason those teams should be dropping games like they damn sure should not be dropping a game on the road to the titans right there i, I just don't feel like they should they're supposed to lose that game i don't think they're supposed to lose that game at home to miami no i think they should no, be sitting man. there two and oh right now yeah so i think this is more of a coaching thing man and it, the sooner they get that figured out the better off they'll be you think about it right 
you're watching the same movie you did last year. They mm. lost a whole bunch of games like this that were close that yeah. were leading at the beginning of the year and throughout the season. Yeah. So it's it's no different. And you absolutely you got to think that it's not it's not the quarterback's fault. Right. I think you're right. Is the coaching in the scheme? Eventually, you know, man, so. you got to win some of these close games like that. It, it comes down to making the right decisions, timeout usage, going for it on these short fourth downs yep. and stuff. He's done that. You know, he, he got a lot of credit for that early on last year. He was going up for some crazy rate, like the highest rate ever by a lot, and uh, was getting quite a bit of them. I think he's trying to do some of that uh, later in the year, and it didn't work out as much. I think he tries to he, – he gets too too risky with that in spots, man. And I just don't like his overall demeanor as a head coach. I love the mm-hmm. guy as a coordinator. Brandon Saley is mm-hmm. a great coordinator, will be a great coordinator in the league for years to come. Because once he gets fired from here, somebody's going to give him another shot. And he'll be a great defensive coordinator for years to come. I don't think he's ever going to get it done as a head coach. And I really think this will be his only shot. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I think he's on the hot seat. He is the coach on the hot seat right now in the NFL. And it's only been two games. But he was on the hot seat last year. So this is just yeah. kind of like a carry carrying over. Well, and you-, you know what? You can't go into without much talent. No, no, especially after blowing that that the yep. way you did, the way you lost the playoffs at Jacksonville after being yep. up what twenty eight to three or whatever it was, twenty eight nothing. You can't you can't blow that game. You knew the Leafs was going to be real short coming to this thing, especially with the expectations you have. I mean, your team's better now than it was then. They helped yeah. you out in the off season, different things. You got some guys back. The team's better now than it was then, and um, I, I I don't I don't think this is a like a talent issue. I think this is definitely comes from up top of the coaching staff. Absolutely, man, and. Forget about coaching, man. My boy Brian Dable is a hell of a coach. He was coach of the year last year. But, man, talk about a tell of two halves. Giants and uh, and the Cardinals. And, and again, I, we, we spoke right before we started the show. Uh, I, I, I'm glad we're one and one. And we had probably the, I think it's the greatest comeback the Giants ever had being down 28 nothing or something like that at the half and dropping 31 straight points. That was great. Uh, but, man, talk about, dude, I was, I was just suffering all day. Uh, it was just one of those things, man, that I was drinking a lot that day. And I was at a homie's house. We had a party going on, and I'm drinking. I'm like, I am about to, like, I jumped in this pool three or four times. I'm like, what the hell is going on, man? How, was, how can we down 28 to zip to the Arizona Cardinals, man? And, and you know, then, you know, things turned around. But I'm I'm not happy with how we look through two games, man, defensively. We're supposed to be better. The Giants are supposed to be better defensively this year. I can't freaking call it, dude. I thought about you the other day, man. I see this. I was like, oh, man, I bet my boy E is upset right now. I was, I wondered if you even watched the comeback, man, or, did, you know, you, you had to tune, tune in, tune in later. But I felt, I felt like most of y'all probably turned that thing off and then did tune back in the fourth quarter when it was getting, getting a little closer, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I tried to give y'all credit after the, the loss to Dallas. I was like, hey, we can wash that one. Go on. Go out here. Get a big win in Arizona. Blow them. I thought y'all would really just kind of put it on them in this thing. It really surprised me a lot. I don't. It doesn't get it any easier for you going to San Francisco on Thursday, short yeah. week, back-to-back West Coast games with your top player, arguably your top player out of the game in Saquon. Um, he's going to be out for out. three weeks now. Yep. Um, so time to be looking at like Matt Breida and stuff for some of yep. you fantasy guys with running back trouble. I mean, that's a guy you can keep an eye on, but yep. I don't think this is the week you want to play him. Not against that San Francisco no. front seven. <laughs> Pick him up and stash him, all right? And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. How much is uh, James Robinson going to get involved in this game? Because we haven't seen him involved at all. That, um, that's a good question, man. Yeah. I think that's a sneaky little – I mean, maybe a daily fantasy, a sneaky yep. something you get real, real mm-hmm. cheap. and Because they're probably kind of running back by committee. I don't think they're going to give all the load to Matt Breeder mm-hmm. right here. And James Robinson is a guy that has shown us some flashes in the past. I hate how this guy kind of burst out of nowhere mm-hmm. and they just kind of burn out so quick. You don't even hear his name anymore. And yeah. um, so that, that's kind of interesting. I actually forgot he was even on this team. 
so, people yeah, do forget. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. It's gonna be kind of interesting to see how they work that, but I don't think it's gonna matter, man. This is gonna be one of those things where it's probably gonna be ugly. I think y'all are about ten and a half point dogs in this yeah. thing, and yeah. uh, it's. I, I'm thinking it's one of those things that I, you know. Look, this carries on with Danny Dimes, and we're competitive. And I'll take a loss if it's a close game and not like a forty to nothing repeat of uh, you know Dallas. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I hate laying double digit points mm-hmm. in NFL games, but this is one I'm kind of considering right here. Maybe I, I, I would too. I'm just I don't know how you seeing the struggles with the offense with Saquon in there. I don't see any way you're going to improve no matter who's at running back right there. And that just takes one of your best weapons away. So they can focus yep. more on guys like Waller. And I think Jalen Hyatt's got to get more involved in the offense, man. Yeah, man. He only had two I, targets. I mean, look, we got him for the breakaway speed and the separation, and he did that yeah. this game. But it's it's a freaking it's the Arizona Cardinals secondary. It's I mean, you and I can probably beat a couple of those guys <laughs> if we get up there. You know what I mean? But not against San Francisco. I mean, dude, it's no, like, no, it's a different different animal, man. I think they got to try to start working him underneath some. I know he's more of a burner yeah. guy. I've watched that guy. Oh, I'm a big Vols fan. I love my guy Jalen Hyatt, man. But I do would like to see him get more involved in this offense. He's definitely got the ability. But Danny yes. Dimes has got to find him a go-to guy, man. The, yep. You know, you look at all those different targets spread out down there and all those different yep. guys. That just tells me he doesn't have anybody he th- feels like oh. he can trust in any real spot that matters. And that, that does a lot for his confidence, man. If you know how you talk about Lamar earlier, having Zay Flowers now and how he looks and just feeling good, being able to throw in the ball and trust his guy, Danny Dimes don't have that yet, man. And I think Waller's probably the closest yep. thing to it. Closest. They, they don't even have that, that chemistry and stuff just yet. You know, we're only two weeks into the season, first season together. So he's got to find somebody he can trust in key spots to get his confidence up too, because right now it looks shaky, man. Waller right now is his most uh, targeted receiver as a tight end, but you notice it's a lot of because of the misdirection kind of plays that they do with a tight end like yeah. they did last year. Uh, that's basically it. The reason why you know Waller is getting targeted a lot. It's not like he has that slot receiver that's gonna get you those seven or eight tough yards when you're down three and eight, and that's what Den needs a third down receiver that can make that play. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and Waller, I still expect a big year out of him. I think yeah, he's gonna yeah. be all right. I think he will wind up yeah. being that go-to guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, as long as he can stay healthy, he's had those, yeah, those injury bugs. But that's the key. For the two games, he's done. He's ran some routes. He's taken some hits, and so far, so good. So I mean, look, six he came in with the a, last two games. You know, yeah, he even came in with a questionable tag in that first game. You know, we <laughs> weren't really sure if we were gonna see him. But yeah, yeah, definitely looks looks good right now. Look, I, I about what I expected. I expect him to start a little mm-hmm. slower, but I think he will kind of pick it up here in the in the coming weeks. And, uh, you know, talking about not starting slow is the damn Dallas Cow bitches, dude. And I hate talking about them because I can't stand them. But, man, their defense is for real. That defense is so for real, man. They, so far, the first two games they've allowed to New York teams, by the way, only 10 points. All right. While wow, they score like 30. I'm, I'm, I, I think the defense is great. I'm going to pump the brakes slightly. Yeah. Because Danny Dimes, they, they got Danny Dimes in that offense in a monsoon. That's mm-hmm. definitely a deep uh, advantage defense right there. And then you get Zach Wilson in this one. Yeah. I thought Zach Wilson played well. I thought he did. I thought he did about as much as they could expect out of him in that spot. I think that's about all you're going to get against a defense like yep. that from Zach Wilson. I thought he played pretty well. And Saleh said he was pretty impressed with him. You know, I, you got what you expected out of him. Um, I don't think they had a chance to win. I don't think you have a chance to win a lot of games with him as your quarterback. So I've got, I got to pump the brakes just a little bit. I need to see Dallas play and we're not going to see it this week. either. going to no. Arizona. So, yeah. I mean, I, I got to wait till I see them play a real quarterback and a real offense that I feel like can do some damage before I can crown them Kings of the league just yet. Yeah. I'm just giving them, I'm giving props to the defense, but you're right. A lot of them has been soft offensive lines 
because listen, as good as the Jets were coming in, everybody knew their offensive line was suspect. I mean, Zach Wilson threw this shit like through like three picks this week. Uh, he's doing what Zach does, what he's been doing all his career. Dallas, I mean, look, you had 31 for 38, very efficient game with 255 for Dak. But you notice, right? He is not forcing the issue because I'm telling you, they're keeping the brakes on him. They tell him, look, you don't need to throw the ball deep. But he's yeah. playing cream puff secondaries right now, you know, except yeah. for the Jets. But the Jets, you know, when you cannot keep your damn, uh, when you're keeping your off and your defense on the field for so long, they're going to tire down. Uh, and the running game is, 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 Excellent. You know what I mean, dude? ZD yeah. is going to do what he does best, 143 yards. On paper, they are they are who they are, but we'll see when they're tested later. When they're tested for real. Our, our, man, our man Jordan finally got his anytime TD from uh, our yeah. boy Jake Ferguson. He over called there. that one. Yeah, man, he did. He's been he's high on that guy. He had, had a good he game. Uh, Tober, yeah, Tober was very active in this, this mm-hmm. thing the other day. You're right. Dak not making any mistakes, doing exactly what they asked him to do. Doesn't have to. Got plenty of weapons around him. Got a mm-hmm. nasty defense. Got a solid offensive line when they're healthy. Dak doesn't have to do much, man. Just sit back there and, and just take what they give you. That's all you got to do with this team. When you got a defense that's that strong and that many weapons around you, you don't have to be the superstar, man. Just drive the machine. Yeah, don't fuck this up, Dak, all right? You got that's the best team. all you got to do. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. You got a better team than Tony Romo ever had in his freaking career, all right? So you have Cooper. a lot of weapons. Pick your poison. Cooper Rush you know is a perfect I mean? example right there. Anytime he goes to the backup, man, that guy's got like an 80% <laughs> win percentage. He just because he goes there, doesn't try to make too many plays. He just drives the machine and handles business. Yep. You know, talking about driving the machine, picking your poison. When I look at the 49ers play, that's what I see every time that offense takes the field. Pick your freaking poison when it comes to who the hell is going to beat you today. And look, I am so impressed with the Rams, right? Uh, likewise. I really am impressed with the Rams. You know, it's just the 49ers are a team that are built just to like, dude, win ugly games, win blowouts. Look, Brock Purdy did not have a great game throwing the ball. Again, did not turn the damn ball over. Even rush for a touchdown. Pick your poison. McCaffrey, another 116 points and rushing touchdown. Purdy rushed one in. Debo did his Debo thing. You know what I'm saying? Switchblade, yeah. whether he's running it, whether he's catching it again. Look, they focus on Brandon Ayuk this week. He hit him with six targets, but this team knows each other. They know what they need to do every time you get on the field, and it's not about one main superstar. Even though they got guys that can come in the clutch and make the clutch plays, it's just such a freaking well-oiled machine that I it's unreal, man. This is I, not a slouch they beat this week. I, I, I agree with you, man. I got I to admit, I was thinking the 49ers, everybody's so high on them. I was thinking, they're probably going to st- take a step back this year, man. I'm like, nope, nope, not even close, man. They are clicking on all cylinders real early in this thing. We'll see if they can maintain it. Debo mm-hmm. the other day, I had him over 12 and a half rushing yards for the game. One of my props, first yeah. carry went for 17. I love it when they do that. Right oh, man. I didn't even get to see it. I just checked the box score off the bat. He's already got one for 17. I'm like, that a baby, cash it. Put the money in the bank. But, yeah, the Rams is who I was impressed with in this thing, man. I yep. think the Rams did not get any respect coming into this thing. They were expected to be one of the worst teams in the league. They are not. They are nope. more toward the top half of the league, in my opinion. I'm really high on the Rams this week, especially they're going to Cincinnati, but especially if Joey Buckets doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Man, I like the Rams and that thing to win it straight yep. up. I just think this team is solid throughout. Puka. Puka is doing Puka. the damn thing. I don't know how many leagues he's available in still. He probably should, he shouldn't be available in any, but if he is, you better get Puka right now, man. Puka is doing the damn thing. They get Cooper Cup back healthy. You got different options that they can't just put all the focus Brother. on Cooper Cup. Uh, Kyron, about uh, Kyron Williams. Kyron yeah, Williams Kyron is Williams. another 
beast right now through two games, rushing it and fucking catching the ball. This Williams guy. is the number two running back in fantasy right now, man. Yeah. He is killing the damn thing. He's available in, in a few leagues out there. Yeah. I, I noticed he was available one of my mind. I, I picked I him up last week. I don't think I'm high enough on the waiver wire to get him this week, but uh, I wish I'd have been on that train last week. I hadn't trusted any of those Rams running backs last couple of years. They bit me, Cam Akers and such. But, yeah, no, I, I, I think that Kyron Williams is doing the damn thing, bro. Dude, Kyron Williams right now is the reason why Cam Akers did not start last week. And not because he was hurt. They put him as hurt or whatever, not available. He even tweeted out, like, I I'm surprised to me. Yeah, because they got to trade your ass. <laughs> go yeah, right. Hey, you better go ahead and put your uh, trade request in now, homie. You're gone. Yeah, like, find I a got team. The guy. <laughs> Tell your agent to find a team because Akers is freaking gone. And yeah. when you look at the at these team stats, bro, like they they over, you know, they they beat San Francisco passing the football, right? Rushing yards, you know, 159 because you got Christian McCaffrey, but they pounded the ball in. Average yards per play close together, you know, point score. They they look interceptions and and freaking fumbles lost. I mean, they're they're really really close. They were close, man. It was it was a close game. Yeah, they, it, the Rams are going to surprise some teams, just like New England. They will not be an easy out week to week. What what about Sean McVay? You can't tell me that man didn't know what the spread was. I think it closed <laughs> at seven and a half. Man, they kicked it like four seconds left. They're down by ten. He just kicks the field goal for the old cover right there. I was like. You gotta be shitting me, man. Hey, you man. got to be shitting. Me. I, I didn't mess with it. I, I didn't lay that many points. I took the Rams. I, no, I was on yeah. the Rams, so it actually worked out for me. But I was like, I thought I'd already chalked that one up, man. I was. I actually took them in game at plus ten and a half, so I wasn't even sweating. I didn't get it before the game, so I, I had the ten. I had my my hook cover right there anyway. But he that man kicked the pointless field goal for the cover right there. There's some people that were sick, man. You know, talking about sick, man is this guy. This man came back. Uh, and you want to say he wasn't sick? He was injured, but. Uh, I think the commanders are glad to have Chase Young back. I believe you know, so, they, sir. They're 2-0. and oh. uh, He came back in, in, in a nice fashion. Didn't he get a sack also this game? And you could see the difference of that defense this week on that comeback, uh, on that insanely comeback uh, against the Denver Broncos, who right now are not, are not in a happy place, man. What do you think of that, uh, of the commanders, bro? It's Eric Bieniemy starting to grow on this team. Man, I, I think so. I think there's a lot of drama, some rumblings from the locker room mm -hmm. coming out early on this season, how he yes. wasn't personal with the players. I think it might have helped. Sometimes that's bad pub, and it creates some things. I think it might have helped. I think it created some communication between these guys. Who would have thought that this very well may wind up being the craziest game of the NFL season? Who would have oh thought gosh. the Broncos and the Commanders would provide so much entertainment? Broncos jump up 21 nothing early, man. They battle all the way back in this thing, mm -hmm. and the Commanders pretty much got in control. They get the hell married I at know, the man. end of this thing. And man, this was a nuts game. Nuts game. I tell you what, newsflash though, Broncos still suck. Yeah. I don't care. There ain't no reason you should be losing the first two games of the season at home to the Las Vegas Raiders and the Washington Commanders. I'm sorry, but you ain't back. And then yeah, I don't see any time you coming back anytime soon. Sean Payton is not really getting it done. I mean, it's too early to tell that on Sean yeah, yeah. Payton. I still don't think Wait. Russell I mean Russell wants to play well. He played yeah. well, but this team continues to find ways to lose close games. Mm -hmm. And I don't get it. And it's two different, completely different types of game. They lose 17-16 they lose last week and turn around and lose 35-33 this week. So it's two completely different kind, of, kind mm -hmm. of games right there. And I feel like this tells me there's a lot of question marks in a lot of spots. You don't know what you're going to get out of this team from one week to the other. So I think you avoid totals in this game. I'm avoiding Broncos mm -hmm. games altogether until I get more, something else from this, these guys, man, because I don't know what to think about them. I thought they would win this one going away. I thought they'd win both of them going away. Sitting here 2-0, and I, and just they got to be one of the most disappointing teams for me. I mean, they do look better under uh, Sean Payton. They do look better. Hackett, right? They do look better. Russell looks, looks better. better. Yeah. I mean, think about this, right? Russell right now on Sunday, um, 
just actually became the first player in NFL history to reach 40,000 passing yards and 5,000 rushing yards. You know, that's oh, wow. that good of a career Russell has had. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yep. No, no he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, no doubt. Um, you know, and probably the last small quarterback because he's like a beefier kind of small quarterback or like Bryce Young and stuff like that, that is going to be more successful up there. You know, not in the same page of Breeze. I think Breeze absolutely is the greatest, smallest quarterback I've ever seen. Top five probably in the league of all time, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think Russell's, you know, has put himself a nice career. Like you said, we've spoke about how much is that as part of the system, you know, Pete yeah. Carroll or whatever the case may be. But, you know, he's he's put up some good numbers in his career and he is looking better. Uh, but, I, you know, honestly, man, I think Eric Bieniemy, uh influence in, in the Washington commanders is pretty good because, I mean, you got Sam Howell throwing for uh, an efficient 299 yards, two touchdowns, uh, racking up uh, the, the the running game, 122 rushing yards, 5.3 points per carry. I mean, Brian Robertson right now wow. does not look like the Brian Robertson Jr. from last year. No. You know what I mean? 35 no. points, the highest, the most points that a commander's team has scored since like 2020. Wow. Uh, Sam, Sam Howell is sneaky good, man. Yeah. Sneaky good in this thing. I, I I do. I like what I'm seeing out of these guys right here. I really, really do. They just, uh, Brian Robinson Jr. right there getting it done. He's I think he's number four running back in fantasy yep. right now. Okay, They got a big-time game coming up this next week. Welcome the Bills to town. That's going to yeah. tell me a lot about the Commanders, man. That's going to tell me a lot right there. This is a big game, I think, for both teams. The Commanders are 2-0. And, of course, now that you mentioned the Bills, let's, let's jump on to the Bills. I mean, uh, Josh Allen made it back. Uh, they they beat a team that they were supposed to beat in the Las Vegas. They're not. I don't think Vegas defensively will be able to keep up uh, with them. And I don't think you know Jimmy. Jimmy's going to win some games, but he's not going to beat good teams. You know, we've seen that in the past. Right. But man, Josh, you know, Josh made his comeback after having that disastrous, you know, game one in um, in New York, man, against the Jets. He came back three hundred two hundred and seventy four yards, thirty one for thirty seven, three touchdowns. Back to the reliable Josh Allen when uh, when he was in his MVP form. So love James Cook, which I know this guy's gonna has to, he's gonna be doing this more and more often when yep. the time serves itself because he is this kind of back. 123 rushing yards and 17 carries, and he's he's a top 10 fantasy running back right now and has not even mm -hmm. found the end zone yet. Nope. So nope. he's gonna start finding some 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 end zone. He's gonna get some of those short yardage carries and stuff. He's gonna start getting in the end zone some. When he does, he's gonna be a fantasy monster right here. I like what they're doing with him in his second year. I really think this guy's gonna be a player in the league for years to come. I really do. But he's he's an angry runner. He runs angry. He, he does, man. He does. He runs, angry, he runs with runs on a mission. Yeah. Josh Allen bounced back right here. I'm not very high on Stefan Diggs from a fantasy standpoint. I I think that there's just in this offense, the way they focus on the run with uh, mm -hmm. James Cook there, the way they're using the two tight end sets, I just don't think it provides a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities for Stephon Diggs. So I don't know if you're going to see the big plays that you've seen in years past. I'm just not high on, uh, you know, I think Josh Allen's going to have good games, but I think you're going to have several of those disappointing games like you saw in week one from him this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jalen Hurts is another one I think is going to kind of do that same thing. You know, I think people are expecting to just be able to do this, but people scheme against this stuff, man. The more yep. years you're in the league, the more they start to figure things out against you, and it makes it harder on you. That's why you got to switch up the offense some. And they're looking like they're more kind of a I – mean, it's hard to say they're going to be a run first. I know Josh Allen's going to get his throws out there, but they look like they're focused on being a way more balanced than they've been in the past. But I honestly think they need they need to run the football. They haven't been able to they haven't been successful the last few years. And I think James Cook is their back. And you yeah. know what? It might be a good thing that you're gonna have Allen not throwing the football as much as they need to because he may not need to, which is great because this is the reason why they haven't been successful to get to that next level, to get to the Super Bowl. Dude, at the end of the year, this guy has thrown it a shitload of times, right? He's ran oh, the football a bunch of times. 
it, it wears him out. And, and you know, and again, a big part of that is I don't think I think having his guy Brian Dable not there anymore, or the guy who mm-hmm. made him the most successful quarterback in his career, uh, MVP form. He won the MVP under Dable. I think that's a big part of it. And I think it's just a matter of him getting used to a uh, new offense. But I think Cook, James Cook, is definitely good for him. And and you know, not throwing the football a lot, and depending on. Josh Allen's Josh, Josh's arm, which what he has, the guy has a cannon, and then him trying to bull down, you know, defenders is it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, he he got to learn to slide, step out of bounds and stuff. I yeah. never thought I, at the beginning of this season, if you told me I was going to be excited about a Commanders game, I would have told Absolutely. you, absolutely, like, cool. But I'm stoked about this game this week, man. It's going to be a telltale sign for both of these teams. I'm going to really kind of get a measuring stick of where they're at, and um, I want to see if the Commanders are for real. And I think this is a great test for them. I also want to see if the Bills are kind of going to fall off like I thought they would too. All these great teams that have been great for the last few years, they can't all stay great. Some of them are going to regress. And mm-hmm. I thought, the you know, Will's been high on the bill. He actually got a little ticket, I think, plus 850 for the Bills to finish last in that division. So, wow. Wow. I that's mean, obviously wow. before Aaron Rodgers went down. But either way, man, that's still – we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know more next week about this Bills team because I want to see this game next week. And I'm, I'm impressed with the commanders early on. Forget about staying impressed, man. Both rookie quarterbacks. All right, Richardson, who left the game early, even though you could not avoid his quick. I mean, he was only there for like, a, what, a couple of sets? But he, man, Richardson still looks impressive. I know he went out with a concussion protocol, two touchdowns right before he left, six for 10, 56, had 35 rushing yards. He's still looking really, really good. All right, this Colts team is one and one right now. And it's all thanks to Richardson. And, of course, man, you know, the Minch man. Uh, Carter Minchin went in there, man. And this is what I love this guy. Because he's one of those guys that you plug and play, man. And he just keeps yeah. the keeps ball rolling. He is awesome. Gardner Minshew is the man. He has been one of my favorite players since his days at Wazoo, man. He just, like I said, just <laughs> hanging out over there. They're like, hey, Gardner, you're in. He just comes in, throws for about 70% completion percentage, you know, gets one tutty, no, no picks, just, yeah. just methodically runs the machine like you're supposed to do. But Anthony Richardson, man, I had him over 28 and a half pass attempts. He was going to just crush that. He was going to yep. throw it like 37, 40 yep. times or something like that. And uh, he just, you know, I see him go down the it, and I'm like, no, there's no way they're letting that guy play with any kind of concussion concerns. He's not getting back in the game right there. But, oh, no, and it's, it is the right thing to do, man. This, this is the future, man. And absolutely. this guy already did two games. Absolutely. You could tell right now. The Colts, uh, uh, you know, Jim Mercy is like, dude, get break the. Don't, don't, we're not going to sign uh, Jonathan Taylor. The money is all going to go to this guy, bro. We'll, we'll draft a, a running back next year. It's not looking for Jonathan Taylor good. It's not looking good for him anymore, man. If this guy keeps playing as good, I started right now. Woo wee, Zach Moss doing the damn thing yeah. too, though. Yeah. In, in the fill-in yeah. role, he's another guy for some of you yeah. fantasy folks out there with running back problems. Zach Moss probably available in several leagues right now. Get out there and snag one of these guys up. There's a lot of running back problems out there in fantasy football right now with all the injuries going on. Zach Moss is playing really well behind a solid offensive line. He's got weapons around him. Whether he's got it doesn't matter the quarterback, uh, Richardson or Minshew can win with this team and this offense. Um, I, the Colts are, are sneaky good. They're they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And I think as bad as that AFC South's going to be, I think they're going to be right there in contention for it when it's all said and done. About talking about doing this thing, bro, Nico. Nico has arrived. Everybody was high on him before the year started because they said this guy is the man. He's going to be the man for CJ Stroud. Hasn't disappointed the two games, and he had a blow-up game. All right, game two, 146 yards, seven receptions, a touchdown, tank Dell. I mean, CJ Stroud, man, he was just slinging the hell out of this football boy. He was just throwing that shit, hitting some Throwing some darts, man. 384 yards, two touchdowns. I read you that stat a little earlier about 
you know, quarterbacks, zero interception, over 400 passing yards through two games. He has 684 freaking passing yards, man. This kid is just, I, I love C.J. Stroud, man, over Bryce, Bryce Young. And, and, I, and you could just look up at some of my shows, man. I picked him to have a better year than Bryce Young. I know it's early, but I like this Who? kid. He's big, strong. I like him. I just, I just like C.J. Stroud a lot better than Bryce Young. Who would have thought that the Houston Texans would be a fantasy football treasure trove? Yep. Bro, I think you could take you see got three guys down there. Scroll back down look, those look, receivers. Look, look at Robert I mean, Woods, look, bro. Robert yeah, Woods look, too. Look targets. You got three guys with nine plus targets right there. Four guys with seven plus targets. Three mm-hmm. guys, six plus catches. I mean, they're throwing the pill down there in Houston and they ain't gonna stop. It sucks for some of those people that hang on to Damian Pierce and keeper leagues and whatnot, because he ain't gonna really get the touches he needs. So you gotta get more involved in the passing game. But I'm telling you, man, these these Texan receivers, the top three guys, three, four guys, are going to give you fantasy production each each week just based on the scheme and how much C.J. Stroud's going to throw the ball. The boy can throw the pill. That's yeah, all there is can. to that, man. The Texans are headed in the right direction. They're young. It's going to take a year or two to get on the right track. But the Texans are headed in the right direction. Yeah. I love D'Amico Ryans. I really think they are doing things the right way. But I never in my wildest dreams would have believed the fantasy productions coming out of the Texans right now. It's absolutely Not- blowing my mind. But I like what they're doing. Not this quick, not this quick. And you know what? And unfortunately, look, if you separate, again, separating fantasy football, which love it. I mean, this is like a fantasy, like you said, treasure, treasure chest right here. Nobody expected like a little, uh, like a little box of surprise, right? When you just open it up and you know, you know, like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to yeah. get. And right now you're getting a bunch of shit out of here offensively. That is really, really good. Good wide receivers, great quarterback play. Um, but in the real world, dude, they have to, they, they have to yeah. figure out a way to run the football. Damian yeah. Pierce is that guy. They just hasn't haven't been able to figure that part out yet because you know yeah. again the offensive line is not great. They're not opening the holes that Damian Pierce need. I think it's just going to be a process of once they find the right balance, they're they're on their way, man. I think it's they're gonna they're gonna surprise some teams. It was a close game. Yeah, they they got a guy that can throw the ball now. Last year, yeah. Davis Mills and all that. They, they didn't have a guy. That no, 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 man. They had to focus on running. That's why Damian Pierce had such a good year because they didn't have no choice but to give him 20, 25 carries a game and just say tote that rock, man. Um, I can't believe he had seven or four guys with seven plus targets right there. I mean, he's spreading it around. He's not not focusing on one guy. I love Nico right here because he's clearly going to get his. If he's spreading that around to everybody else, Nico's going to get his week in and week out. He's going to get 10, 12 targets, probably seven, eight catches. You're looking at around 100 yards, I'd say. I mean, they're clearly going to chunk the pill as long as CJ Trout stays healthy. I I just, they're, they're doing things right, man. They are going in the right direction. I mean, you and I spoke about this earlier, uh, Talking about chucking something out the window, it's probably going to be Bruce Daly, right? <laughs> in the next three games here, if he doesn't turn this ship around, right. unless they win four in a row, man. The the San Francisco, the the, the Chargers are are zero two to start the year with two really tough losses that they both led. And the sad part is that their quarterback is playing an MVP freaking form. Okay, he played a great game without yeah. turning the ball over against Miami. Same thing in this game: three hundred yards, two touchdowns. I know Austin Eckler is hurt. But they're too freaking talented, bro, not to have a victory over the Titans who are offensively challenged. Man, you you ain't you ain't kidding. Herbert doing exa- doing enough to win ball games right there. I mean, 27, 41, 305, two mm-hmm. tutties, no picks. He's doing enough right there, man. Yeah, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both got double digit targets, had good games. The Chargers, you know, I've like I said, I've been on record saying Brandon Staley's gonna be gone. For a while now, I said, just, just wait and see when they start one and three, the rumblings going on. They're real close, man. I think they're losing again this week when they go up to Minnesota to play those Vikings. I know it's a battle of two oh and two teams. Oh my god. Kind of the, the, the disappointment bowl right there because both these teams we expect mm-hmm. to be a lot better. And uh, I think them having to travel on the road, I mm-hmm. just don't know that they'll 
I mean, they're not showing me any signs of being able to stop anybody, man. And uh, that, hey, bet the over in that game. They go, they go. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> in my opinion, out of all the quarterbacks that got paid, right? Joey, Lamar, Jalen, the one that's performed the most through two games, the best in my book, has been Herbert. And he's owing. Am I wrong for saying that? I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, from a fi- and two a games, take two game sample, right? Both yeah. games. Yeah, from an efficiency standpoint, I mean, yep. like I said, he's doing just fine. You can't really ask yep. much more out of him. Um, he, he, you know, he did that. He is efficient like that without his top running back, really his top weapon. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the top weapon in that offense. We know that. Everybody knows that. But he's doing what he's asked, asked to do. He, he's playing better than some of these guys that are 2-0. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, and for the Titans, you know, that Tannehill doing what Tannehill does, this is how they win games, right? You know, some timely stops. Uh, Derrick Henry finally. Look, we both said it. Even though he didn't break 100, he still got a touchdown, but he ran the damn ball over 20 25 times. carries. I don't care he, what team you're playing. Nobody wants to hit Derrick Henry 25 times throughout the game. The, they start to shy away. That dude gets yeah. stronger as the game goes on. The more carries he gets, the better he gets. And if they don't give Derrick Henry 20-plus touches a game, they should fire everybody. Absolutely. It is the, the only recipe strategy that works for Tennessee. And even though it wasn't a great yards per carry average, but pounding, Harry pounding that ball 25 times, it's going to wear down. I don't care what offensive line in the NFL is out there. This dude is going to wear defenses down. That's what he does, man. This guy's a mauler. And you know what, man? He may have maybe, we may have only one year left of watching this individual who is a complete throwback to running backs that no longer exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, yeah. a ground and pound. Get out of my way, bro, because I'm going to run you over, kind of like Nick Chubb. You know, shout out to Nick and prayers goes out to him because of his yeah. injury. But this is the kind of guy, and this is the way that your Tennessee is going to win. I don't you, know, you, you forget about anything else. You have your window is so short right now with Derrick Henry and your team at a high level. You got to feed him the rock. I, I agree, and I think people should go ahead and jump on Tajay Spears in yep. fantasy, pick that guy up, mustache him because I think they're going to have to play this way to win. And I don't yep. think Derrick Henry can su- sustain it throughout oh. the, the course of the entire season. I don't think he's there anymore. They grew this tube, this guy in a tube on Planet Nike, man. He's an absolute Unreal. freak. He's built different. He's an old school running back, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, but I we got we can't deny the fact he's getting up there in years. You know, we've seen that the, the, the foot fracture a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. That was kind of a freak accident that put him down. You know, those those little things like that are what you have to watch for. I don't think Derrick Henry's going to break or anything like that. He's just too strong no. for that. But it's the little in the Achilles heels and stuff like that you got to watch out for. And I just don't know if he can sustain it. I've, I've said this before and been wrong. Uh, I would love to be wrong. I love watching this guy play the way he does and, and watching them win that way. It's fun football for me. But I just don't think you can he, he can do it through the course of a year, man. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill can re- lead them anywhere. No, that, that's why he's got to keep getting the football. And I think, you know, you were not the only one that said this last week. I think uh, that that you know a lot of locker room and that uh, the film study and, and the media in Tennessee was like, dude, you, you cannot give Derrick Henry the ball only 15 times no. and expect to win. And they would have won last week if they would have done this. Absolutely. If he's got 25 carries last week, they win that thing by a touchdown or more. Going away. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was just a complete brain fuck, uh, you know, mm-hmm. brain fart by, uh, by the coach. Yeah, and uh, talking about a coach that is not having a brain fart right now, through two games, man, the uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins have uh, have come to play, man. You know, unlike game one, there was a shootout. Raheem Mostert got busy. Got Damn. busy in game two. I mean, 121 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Two, uh, you know, had a, a conservative game, 21 for 30, had a pick, but, you know, threw a touchdown. But that's just New England, right? They know how to play quarterbacks. 
And they did the same thing they did against uh, they did against the Eagles, right? Another good team with a good quarterback and a good all around team, and they and they stayed on. They competed. They absolutely yeah. competed. It's gonna be a tough out week after week. I'm gonna keep saying this over and over again. Absolutely, God, I just cannot. Uh, you know, we thought the AFC East would be stout coming into this mm-hmm. thing, and we were not wrong. And nope. if Aaron Rodgers had not gone down, it would be even stronger. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins, I love what they're doing. I love Mike McDaniel, man. That guy is so cool, yep. calm, and collected. Just handles his business. Goes out there, his players like him. He's a player type coach. Really fun offense to watch. I mean, he's got those guys excited to play. That's what it mm-hmm. takes. You got to have your players excited to play each week. And Mike McDaniel does that for his guys. The Patriots, like you said, too, are going to be a scrappy bunch all year long. It's not going to be an easy out. It's no. not the team you want to be facing uh, facing elimination. It's never going to be that team. Bill Belichick, when he has time to prepare for people, stuff, he's still one of the greatest minds in the game. I don't yep. care what anybody says. Boy, he was fired up the other night in some spots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I just it's a tough way to lose two games in a row that you know come down to a fourth down trying to complete a fourth down to keep the game That's going. Two. You wind up getting right there. You're right there, man. You even for a second think that you have it and then it get taken away from you. So they've been in the games. The defense mm-hmm. is going to keep in the games. Mac Jones probably not going to play them out of games no. in all the spots. So they're going to be competitive throughout. I just uh, think that it's they're in too tough a division, man. Yeah, and they don't have, you know, and, and again, look, uh, shout out to Hunter Henry, bro. Second consecutive yeah, game. Bro. Killing it. Just doing doing his thing, man. And I mean, I knew how to touch out. I mean, he's he's looking like the old Derrick Henry for when he was with uh, uh with the Chargers, right? So Hunter, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter, I'm sorry, Hunter Henry. My bad. Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah, so right. he's looking good. I mean, uh, and look, he's using these he's using look Gasecki had a has six targets himself. I mean, he's using these guys, man. He's using what he has. Ramondre yeah. Stevenson doing what he does, you know, carrying the football, catching it also. Uh look, when they start playing the softer teams, you know, they, they that's when they start creeping up a little bit into the standings. But this is a team I don't want to play. When my season is on the line, trying to make the playoffs, uh, the no. New England Patriots, that is. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Shout out to Hunter Henry for sure. Looking like you said, the days of old when he was back out in Los Angeles out there. This guy has been a fantasy uh, headache for me for some years now. I yeah, feel like man. I'm always uh, zigging when I'm supposed to zag with this guy. So I, I don't mess with him anymore. But I still pull over the guy because especially that catch he made last week in week one on that fourth down, that one-handed grab. That was mm-hmm. nasty, man. Dude, yeah. making some plays. Mac Jones looked comfortable throwing it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, get, Getting both those tight ends involved up there. So, yeah. I, I, oh, I like, three. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, three. All, yeah, all of them. They got a whole plethora. <laughs> it's such a Bill Belichick thing to have three yeah. tight ends that you actually use, man. Um, no, no. I think that the Patriots are going to be all right. They're going to win some football games this year, and they're going to be competitive, like you said, in every single game that they're that they're playing. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's a New England way. That's pretty much the bottom line. Yeah. Oh man, talk, and talking about not New England way, but his way. Patrick Mahomes came back to win two to kind of slow down that Jags hype, baby, <laughs> with a bounce back victory in uh, week two. You know, Chris Jones is back. He signed right after that first game. I said, you know what? I, what am I being so stupid and not trying to hold out? I ain't going to get any more money. All right, let me get a little bit of what I'm going to get. And you can see the difference with that defense, man. They had uh, they had freaking uh, Trevor Lawrence bottled up. There was an opportunity. They had chances to uh, to score, and they didn't. I mean, they couldn't get – the receivers couldn't get – it was like if it was college rule, you know, it would have had like three touchdowns, you know what I mean? Because they couldn't get both feet in the end zone. I mean, inside or, or some clutch passes in, in the red zone. But Patrick, you know, did his thing. Came back, did 105 yards. Uh, Kelsey was back. Was involved. Uh, was involved as to to some point. He wasn't really. He had nine targets, but he, you could tell he's still trying to get back. He, you know, he yeah. did score a touchdown. Uh, but again, it's just this uh, makeshift uh, wide receiver core here that you have no idea what you're gonna get from week to week. Sky Moore over 70 yards is disgusting. But guess what? When you have the greatest quarterback in the world, it doesn't matter because he'll find a way to win. Even with Patrick Mahomes, though, this offense looks rough, man. Yeah. This is a shadow of itself. A team that led the league in scoring last year, 
um, you know, scoring over four touchdowns a game, this they're a shadow of their former selves. I know they've lost some of those weapons, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, this is such like you said, a makeshift wide receiver crew. Yep. Nobody he can rely on right now. I can't yep. believe they haven't tried to make a move to get somebody that he can rely on besides Travis Kelsey. Take some of that attention off Travis Kelsey. Getting older, you don't want yep. that guy having to be your number one go to guy. Taking all those hits week in and week out, clearly kind of re- come back from an injury and things like that. Jackson, this was a terrible game. Yeah, a terrible man. football game to watch, man. Yeah, it was. It was okay. horrible. It was horrible. I mean, I mean, Ka- Travis is banged up. He's got to take him a while before he's hundred yeah. percent healthy. Yeah, and yeah. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, come on. This is these are the games that make you think. Come on, Trevor. I, we, you're like an MVP kind of car caliber kind of guy you should you should you gotta you gotta do better than this i know kansas city played a good defensive game but regardless man you 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 gotta your team 22 for 41 216 nah there's not gonna cut it it's not gonna cut it you can't you can't make a statement to be the next team up in the afc all right uh like this going you know holding like an accordion here uh against the the goat and the defending champs yeah, that's, that's a very middle-of-the-road game by Trevor yep. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to be another one of those guys I think is going to frustrate fantasy managers and Jags fans for years to come because he's going to have games where – he's gonna. I mean, he did it in that, that playoff game. I should a perfect example. He played one of the worst games you could ever play in the first half and then turned around and played one of the best games you could ever play in the second half. I mm-hmm. think that's the epitome of what you're going to get out of Trevor Lawrence probably the entirety of his career. He's going to have some weeks where he's really a game-breaker and some weeks where he just lays an egg. He didn't really just play bad in this game. He no. just didn't do anything to – turn any heads and really when you can't get in the end zone you're not going to win any football games in the nfl that just is the way it is and that's the difference between you know patrick who to me tom brady's retired this guy is the man right now he's oh yeah it's him and the tier is really far behind all right until guys start doing what he does with teams like this because he's the one who put this team who put the Kansas city chiefs into position uh to win this game uh against a pedestrian you know uh effort by the jacks yeah, this was one of the highest totals of the week. I was on the over in this thing. It was like 50 I know, man. 51. I, was, I thought for sure. I, I was like checking the score. I didn't even watch any of the game. I was checking the score, and I look over. It's like three to nothing with about four minutes to go before half. I was like, what are they doing down there, man? Yeah, shout out to Jim. Uh, yeah, he said James Robinson was cut up to the preseason. I'm like, thanks. I, I knew I haven't seen him around. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Not, it's my own team. I didn't know what the hell was going on, man. You know, I, was gonna... say, I was like, I didn't know where James James was hanging out these days. I was I was actually kind of excited, man. I was hoping to get to see him get a few touches on Thursday. Yeah, me and Jim are are, are uh, hooking up on Friday for cigars and sports, man. As uh, we do an edition every other week, and uh, we're definitely gonna hit some Giants. And he's, he's a big Steeler fan. Okay. And uh, we know cigars talk. You know, we gotta go out talk to the NFL. You know, do some other stuff, man. We have we have a really good time with that show. So that, definitely people awesome, tune man. in. That's awesome. All right, before we move on, man, let's. Uh, I want you guys to. I want to share a word from my sponsors of BetUS, where the games begin. The link for uh, my link for 125% deposit bonus is in the description. Go ahead, click it to get that nice bonus 125% up to $2,500. Here's a word from my sponsor, uh, BetUS. I've been to 56 straight home games. I've tailgated 61 times. I've been to 31 practices. I've collected 17 autographs. I've had 27 beers spilt on me. Make that 28. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. BetUS.com. Sign up at BetUS and get a massive 125% bonus. All right, my man. Yeah, uh, man, we're uh, we're definitely digging this in, man. I think we are not the I'm almost the midway point. We're almost a little over the midway point here of uh, over matchups here. And talking about the midway points, man, the Seahawks cooled down those uh, Lions a bit this week. 
Uh, and also, you know, kind of send uh, David uh, Montgomery, who's expected to uh, be off for a couple of weeks as well, an injury, man. That's a big hit for uh, the Lions. Uh, what do you think about that, man? I mean, Gino came back uh, with a nice game. He did. So, he did. I, I've seen this too many times before where yep. a team gets like blown out at home in the first mm -hmm. week, a team we expected to be pretty good, and then a team that we knew was going to be good, but they had a tough road game in week one. They wind up finding a way to win that, and they have to come back home. And welcome to this team. And everybody's all on the side of the home team in that spot. Yep. But everybody expect the Lions. I, I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid this time. That line Me kept too. creeping down a little bit. I thought the Seahawks were coming to show. This is very similar to the game they played last year, 38 to 35. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, 37, 31, man. Once again, it, this year it was one of the higher totals uh, on, on the card. So what? A, it was a fun game, man. Geno played well, did what he needed to do. It was a good rebound yep. game for him. Didn't turn the ball over. It was very efficient. Kenneth Walker is going to be a stud. He just he is a stud. I love what that guy does, what he brings to that offense. Got two mm -hmm. tutties in this one. Um, DK Metcalf, he got banged up a little bit. He got banged game. up. He went in and out of the game. T Tyler Lockett had a signature Tyler Lockett game where he kind of doesn't, doesn't really play great in week one. Then comes out and gets his 50 to 60 yards and two touchdowns. That guy's notorious for doing that oh. all throughout his career. And um, one of them was a clutch freaking uh, catch, too, man, by Geno, man, to give him the lead for the game, yeah. too. That was, oh, uh, yeah. 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 And the CC actually look good, man. I, I hate to think, ever think of must win games early in the season, but I feel like anytime you drop your first game of the year at home, you have to go on the road against a good team. You know, it's going to be a solid team mm -hmm. right there. This is a big time win because you, you start looking, you know, this could be a team that you could face in the playoffs. This could be a team you could be fighting for the wild card right there down the stretch. So this is a big time win for the Seahawks getting the head to head and actually getting some confidence back in that team after a really, really lackluster performance in week one. Yeah, one thing about the Lions and the Seahawks, they they will be in this type of game against other teams very often in the year, which is very fun to watch yeah. from a betting and a uh, and a fantasy standpoint. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, David Montgomery, of course, he was the lead back again. Uh, Sixteen carries, sixty-seven yards, one touchdown. He ain't gonna be the lead back no more because it's gonna be oh, Jameer Gibbs from there on, man. Time for the Talk Jameer about, show. Forget now, about taking it. Take out the training wheels, brother. We're trying to slow, slow walk this kid in. And uh, it ain't happening anymore, my friend. My friend it ain't happening anymore. <laughs> there you go. Training wheels are off, brother. He's gonna be the man getting all That's... the um, getting all the carries. I, I think so too, man. I, well, I think uh, for once again, especially deeper leagues, some of you guys yep. in running back trouble. Uh, look to maybe Please. pick up Craig Reynolds right there. He's yep. gonna get. He's gonna get some carries. They're not gonna just pound Jameer twenty five yeah. times, you know. So Craig Reynolds is gonna get some, make it some of the short yardage stuff in the in the red zone. So. Kind of somebody, if, if you got those running back troubles, maybe in deeper leagues, look at Craig Reynolds in that spot. But, yeah, man, these are fun games to watch. I never would have thought, in, once again, in my wildest dreams, I would be so excited to watch Lions games sometime. Jared it Goff. Is. I love is. what Jared Goff does, man. Solid. Yeah. Just solid. Handles his business. What, what does his stat line look like? Let's go so, back Jared the Goff right here. Two, two for 28 for 35, 323, three touchdowns. Had that one pick. But he's been, he's been balling it, man. Solid. He's solid, yeah. That one pick back. was... Yeah, yeah, one one yeah. pick pretty crucial in yep. that spot. But Jared Goff's going to give him a chance to win. I was very low on this guy last year. I was calling him a bum and everything. Me and too. I had to step back, retract it. I've eaten that crow. I mm -hmm. think Jared Goff is a very good quarterback in the NFL. I think he gives his team a shot to win. And I think he's going to be the Lions quarterback for some years, man. Not showing me any fall-offs or anything like that. I like what this guy does this offense. Got some young weapons around him. We got to remember, uh, come week seven, they're going to get Jameson Williams back. He's going to take some time to edge into this this offense. You know, didn't get a lot of play last year, recovering from that ACL. Uh, got the gambling bullshit now. But once he gets back from that suspension, another weapon in this offense, they got a lot of talent up there in Detroit, man. And this is a good, good smash-mouth football team, too. I, I, yeah, I, no, it is. It is. I mean, look, that's the reason why they, they, they went ahead and signed David Montgomery. 
they just to yeah. kind of keep that balance, right? You know, Jameer Gibbs had seven receptions, all right, 39 yards, nine right. targets. That's the dimension this kid brings into the game. That's I what I want to see back. in my PPR leagues. Man, grab, grab them catches for me, Jameer. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> no, look at that. that. That's 10 points without a touchdown, all right? So this dude had 11 points with a 17 yards rushing, no touchdowns. I mean, come on, man. You know, this guy's probably your, you're not your number one uh, running back. He's probably your number two running back. We eventually, as the season progresses, this guy's going to be, you know, RB1 in a, in a lot of teams. Yeah, and, and I, know, I know they don't want to use him too, too no. much early on, but here's the thing. There's such a big drop-off between – Dave Montgomery's a player. Been a player in the league mm -hmm. for a while. Right now, mm -hmm. Jameer Gibbs, with his inexperience in the league, so there's not too uh, – you know, Dave Montgomery's probably the better option right now to save the miles on his young league. Craig Reynolds, there's a big uh, drop-off from Jameer Gibbs to Craig Reynolds right there. So oh. I think Jameer Gibbs, he's going to see a lot of the touches. They may not want to use him too much, but this is a team that's playing for a championship, man. They're built to win a championship, be in the playoffs, and try to get there. They're, they want to win this division, favorites in this division. So if it's close games, who are you going to have in there, Jameer Gibbs or Craig Reynolds? Jameer Gibbs has a lot more volume in this offense, have opportunities to score a lot of points, and I think it makes this offense better. It adds a new element to it. Yep, it does. Look, I'm on St. Brown. Josh Reynolds had a hell of a start to the season. All right? Love man, what I, I'm still – Yes, I love what I'm still seeing from Sam Laporta, right? 63 yep, yards, yep. six targets, yep. great hands. Solid. Again, that's going to increase solid as the season goes back. Like we, we go back to Jameer Gibbs catching the football. They have a lot of weapons. Uh, James Williamson comes back. You're going to have another another dimension, another deep threat, all right? another guy that can get up there and catch it. It's, it's the, the days for Detroit being exciting are going to be still way ahead. They're still, they're still going to be around. Jared Goff picked off from when he left off last year. He got hot when the Lions started winning, and he hasn't completely let that off. He's just taken on, you know, continue it this season over and over again. So it, it's, it's still nice to watch. If you tell me I'm going to get that stat line from Jared Goff every weekend, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm Bro, okay he's, with it. He got, he's my gotta, backup gotta, quarterback in yeah. one league. I got I got Trevor Lawrence, and I and I and I decided, and he was available on my waiver wire for week one. And I said, whatever happens, it's just eventually I'm going to trade him, and I, I know next week I'm going to start getting trade offers because of uh, Joey B. Might be, uh, you, you might, might be sitting be, a couple of weeks. I want to be taking those trade offers from Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know yeah, that I would hey, your golf. I think I'll take either one right now. Right now, I got I got bait, man. I got bait in the quarterback position, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. That 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 like said, Jared Goff. You talked about the shootouts these teams are going to be, and he's mm -hmm. going to get his fantasy points, man. He's going to be throwing that rock around. He's going to get touchdown passes. Um, I, I like Jared Goff from a fantasy standpoint, right there. Talk about Josh Reynolds, man. He he bailed me out. I, I'm got yeah. this dynasty league i've told you i'm like they're like four or five years into it so i inherited some trash ass team so i've been trying to piece this thing together man i'm gm of the year in that thing trading every week picking up waiver wires and stuff but i i'd snagged josh reynolds last week and I actually had him in the lineup and he, he went off for me and got, got the job done i got a big win man big upset win this week so josh reynolds I, if he can maintain I, this that dude man. is is a, a monster I plugged him in too, man. I had some injuries this week. I uh, had Eckler in one league who was hurt. I had Brandon Cooks who got hurt, and I forget who else I had. And I needed to kind of like move around running backs, and my flex position became open. I was able to scoop him up, and I started him. I, I still lost the game, man, because it's just, you know, it was a super flex league, you know, one of those leagues, and I could oh, not no. win. But, however, uh, he did get me some points. I didn't embarrass myself, which is always a good thing. I mean, loss is a loss, but. For sure. And, uh, this talk guy, about Sorry, go he ahead. Gets a lot of, sorry, sorry, real quick, Josh. He just gets yeah. a lot of red zone targets, man. He's getting a yep, lot of targets in the end zone and stuff. So that's what you got to look at from a fantasy standpoint because he might pick you up that extra six points right there. It might only be a four-yard touchdown pass, but those six points add up pretty quick. Remember uh, last week, and I think I mentioned in uh, Wake and Rake as well, that Bijan Robinson is Saquon Barkley 2.0. Yeah. Second game of his career. Look at his stat line. Has 
Not reach the end zone this time. But I had 124 rushing yards in 19 attempts. Look at that yards per carry. Over six and a half. Man. Then catches four footballs for 48 yards. Saquon Barkley, 2.0, man. Saquon was this gifted when he came out before injuries, right? Nobody has seen something like that in that matter. Maybe McCaffrey, but not from a, an athletic beast standpoint. This dude is a freaking freak of nature when it comes to athleticism and God-giving ability. Running, catching, playing this damn game. That's one B. John Robinson, brother. He, he he is he is man. I I actually am trying to trade him right now. Um, just just to get. I, I'm trying to. I've got pretty sad. I got I got James Cook and Kenneth Walker too. So I'm trying to. And I got okay. Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. So I'm trying to move Bijan and Darren Waller for Tyreek because my other yeah, receivers yeah. are like Devonte Smith, Garrett Wilson. I got Puka. So okay. I, I, I'm pretty. I feel like I can improve my team there a little bit. I don't want to. It's not a dynasty league or a keeper league or anything. So I don't have to worry about that. But I mean, I wouldn't be doing it in the keeper league. Uh, you got to hang on to Bijan because he's going to be the fantasy RB top three for the next eight, 10 years or whatever. He, he, he's, he's a monster, but yeah, this guy, it's impressive. The Falcons, another one of those NFC South teams kind of, wow. Two and oh. what, what is going on? Man? Well, and the green Bay just let this green Bay is up 24 to 12 in this thing. Yeah. They give up 13 unanswered. It's kind of like, what are y'all, what are you doing here, man? What are you doing? You can, you can see in a spot like that. AJ Dillon didn't impress me. Didn't no. really show, show the ability to move the rock. I'm about over that guy. Even the spots yeah. where, even when Aaron Jones, you know, people grab him, you grab him a lot of times as a handcuff or just in case Aaron Jones gets hurt so you can plug him in there. He's always projected 15 points or something like that and gets you like six, seven, you know, 55 yards rushing, 15 carries. He got some volume there, but he's just not, you know, no. that's not what they're going to do. That's not how they're going to be successful, pounding the rock right there. Aaron Jones gives you that whole other element, and you yep. could definitely tell they missed him last week. Absolutely. I mean, look, he was, again, Jordan Love, Really good game, three touchdowns. You know, efficiency was a little off, but didn't make any mistakes. You also need to understand that he's playing without his best wide receiver and his best running back, who are two huge part of this offense. Yeah. All right. He has six touchdowns already to start the season I, without I love, his two best weapons in the last game. I love what that guy's doing. I think, you know, Chris. Chris over at Patriot Sports Radio, yeah. man, they're preaching this thing. We didn't know whether to take it as a he homer. He said MVP, pick man. We were all bullshitting him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we thought Packers fan, big, big homer pick or whatever. Yeah. No, nah, man, Chris is preaching the truth. Jordan Love is doing the damn thing. And just like you said, without his top two weapons right now, when Christian Watson gets back in this offense, if he can throw the ball like he's throwing mm -hmm. to some of these other guys out there, he's got running around another patchwork wide receiver core. Uh, when Christian Watson gets back, that dude's a player, man. A big target that he can, a guy he can lock in on and focus on in those key spots. Jordan Love is, yeah. I think, number three fantasy quarterback right now. Doing right. the damn thing, bro. And he's uh, number three. He's the other one that doesn't have a pick, but he doesn't have exactly 400 passing yards. He has like 396. That's why I didn't put him on my list. I needed to get, I needed to pick something 400 or something. Right. Like that. I, I understand. <laughs> he he's got going to have a test next week as the yep. Saints come to town. Saints one of the better defenses defense. in the league, in my opinion. I think that's going to be a big test for them. But I like the Packers to rebound back at home against the Saints yeah. this week, and I, well, I'd like to see Jordan Love keep this train rolling. If Aaron Jones uh, is healthy and they get Christian Watson back, there should be no reason why they're not the favorites. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Because the I Saints agree. haven't done anything. We're talking about the Saints soon here. They haven't done anything to impress me being 2-0. Yeah. Um, talk about impressing, man. We bashed the shit out of this guy, which I still feel strongly about the same thing. But Jason uh, Desmond Ritter had a serviceable game. All right, we we man, he got me this week. He he got uh, me. I had him. Under, 
That was a good pass that he hit. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Drake London there, man. All right, in the end zone. All right, seven targets. Yeah. He, he actually was throwing the football out here. Uh, a lot of that was Bijan Robinson running the hell out of the ball. And Tyler Argier did not have the monster game he had the week before. But, you know, he had 48 yards. They That's what they do, man. Because, look, Desmond yeah. had himself 39 yards as well on the ground. It was just one of those things that the green, green, uh, game script was working. And, you know, and kind of Green Bay let this one uh, let this one get away from them. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, hey, shout out to him. I don't, you know, this is the best game he's going to have, you know, pretty much. I mean, you're not going to get anything better than this, or like last week. So. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you will either. I was on him under 185 and a half passing yards this week, and he, he got there easily, man, surpassed yeah, by did. over 50 yards. I was like, wow, wow, blows my mind. Yeah, Green Bay, at the end of the year, if Green Bay winds up on the outside looking in at the playoffs, yeah. they're going to think back to this game, and this will probably be the spot they let one slip away. Now, how do they respond? Do they bounce back? They come back home, get a big time win, try to get some confidence back, or do they come back home and lay an egg? We're gonna see. We'll learn a lot about this team and learn a lot about Matt Lafleur and all on how they respond after this game because the Saints like to play Smash Mouth football. They're mm-hmm. terrible football games to watch. Yep. Sixteen to fifteen against the Titans, twenty to seventeen in this one. They didn't score a touchdown in the third quarter. I had to wait yep. for my damn first touchdown bets to be trash to, for the third quarter. Listen, dude, Jamal Williams, and let's move on to the Saints now that you segue into that. Good good way of leading me into the next uh, topic here. I see, Look, I see you change it. <laughs> they were not pretty. All right. Look, another, another you know, so-so performance by Derek Carr. I only threw for 300 yards in the last game and uh, uh, no touchdowns in, in this one. Jamal Williams is out for a couple of weeks. Yep. At least next week, after next week, they'll have, uh, what's his name, uh, Kamara, Kamara back, right? He's on yep. the suspension. But still depleted because you know they, they they had big plans for Jamal with uh, Kamara in that in that particular uh, lineup. You know what I mean? But yep. they haven't impressed me. They're two and zero because just their matchups. All right, who they play? That yeah. defense is really good. That defense has stayed in there. That defense was manhandling Bryce Young and that offensive line. All right, that defense was just like beasting it, and they only won by three points, just like they won by one point against Tennessee, who's also offensively challenged, who doesn't have a quarterback. All right, that's any good. Bryce Young is young. You know, he's a rookie, and he doesn't have an offensive line. He shows some moments this week again, you know, uh, but he's going to have a long season, you know, because they don't, they can't protect him. But it's not a good team that they beat, and they're 2-0. and And to me, this is a very, very fugazi 2-0. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with you, man. They go get Bryce Young hurt. Yeah. They that are. offensive line, they got to, I mean, I don't know how long you do He's not big enough to be able to keep getting hit like this week in and week out. And, uh, you know, I know that the Saints have one of the, the stiffer front front lines, uh, front defensive line, front seven. You know, they, they got a solid core out there in New Orleans. But Bryce Young and the Panthers should not be in this game, in my opinion. No. The Saints. I'm not impressed at all by the Saints. I'm not impressed by what no. I'm seeing out of Derek Carr on the offensive nope. side of the ball. And the, there's just not – I mean, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, me too. I thought, you know, bouncing back, looking pretty good. Chris Olave is making plays. This guy, yep. that guy's one of the best receivers in the league. I don't care what, what he says. One of the most talented. Yeah, what a catch, bro. What yeah, a catch, bro. one of the most talented receivers. He could have yes. almost had a touchdown. Our, our boy Eric over there at PSR yeah. got got screwed on that. He had an Olave yep. anytime tutty that would have hit a parlay for him, and by it got you by an inch, man. Sorry about that, but I'm not impressed with the Saints' offense. No, I'm not Derek Carr. That's why you brought Derek Carr in to be able to run this thing methodically. You already knew you had the guys on defense. You this was the missing piece. You needed the quarterback to be able to. Make this thing look like an NFL offense, and it doesn't right now. Not no, it all. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Does not look like an NFL offense, and you beat a really bad team with a bunch of rookies and and some veterans. 
and 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 that offensive line with no offensive line. This is like as bad as any offensive line in the league, or probably the worst offensive line in the league because you saw it last night. It was just they could not keep, they could not protect uh, uh, Bryce Young. And again, look, it's uh, Bryce Young is a small guy, and and I don't mean small in stature, but also he's not a thick dude. All right, he no. is not. He's athletic. He's quick. You know, he's he's a he's a trim yeah. individual, right? He's he's built for speed, bro. This guy's not built to take hits in the, for the long term of a season. And I'm I'm anxious to see how he responds. There's a couple spots last night where, you know, in the red zone there, mm-hmm. kind of make, you know, what's the way he played at Alabama? Making those yep. plays, something out of nothing. Uh, you can't do that in the NFL. These guys, I don't, I don't know if he underestimates the speed of some of these guys or what. There's a couple times I think I saw him try to take off and thought he could get to the edge, and these guys just hawk him down. I don't think he realizes how fast some of these guys are out there. And I think as he progresses through the season, as long as he can stay healthy, the game's going to come to him a little bit more. He'll start knowing you these decisions, like because three points in the NFL is huge. Yep. You got to pick up though. You know, we were down six three right there. You're tying the game up. You wind up turning the ball over, and the Saints go down and score. Now it's thirteen to three. And yep. um, you see, so I think he'll start to make some better decisions in those spots. But I don't know. Some of these plays are going to be unpreventable just because how hard he's going to be getting yep. hit. Because this offensive line is so bad, man. It is. It is. I mean, some of this stuff is just you know nature of the beast right and the beast is they don't have uh they don't have protection for the kid no no they do not and talking about protection man uh first of all our prayers i think everybody's uh everybody in the nfl all the tell the fans um are definitely sending prayers out for uh nick chubb man one of the most gruesome injuries i think i've seen in recent years and uh man that was bad dude i feel bad for the dude because you and i were talking about this uh offline nick chubb is the identity of the Cleveland Browns and has been the identity of this team now for four or five for four years. And it's a big hit, big hit. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of the, you know, everybody talks about how crucial the Aaron Rodgers injury and some of the big mm-hmm. injuries, of some other players and how much they affect their team. I don't think anyone's more crucial than this one. I don't think any team's going to miss a player more than the Browns will miss Nick Chubb. I do like Jerome Ford. Yep, um, we do. I think he, he it's a different type of offense with him mm-hmm. in there. He can catch the ball out of the backfield a little. Mm-hmm. I know, I know Chubb can too, but he's a Jerome Ford's a quicker guy. You better lock him down in fantasy right now, folks. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to get some volume in this offense. Um, I, but I still you can't replace a Nick Chubb. No, not not what that guy's done throughout his career. What he does for the team as a leader. What he does for the city, just as who he is, yep. man. You could tell. Last night, that definitely affected them because they knew. Everybody knew right away. They showed the replay on the Jumbotron. They wouldn't even show it on, on the ABC, which, you know, kind of saw it later, but I understand why they didn't. But, you know, you've seen that. Uh, uh, kudos to the Steelers fans. I thought it was mm-hmm. a very classy move by them. Yeah, they were. They showed it up there on the Jumbotron, and they, they kind of, you know, they all gasped and stuff. But they gave him a standing ovation. They were chanting his name. Very classy move by those guys in a game between two bitter rivals. Absolutely. So I, I, I was happy to see that because we don't see that as enough these days. But, man, I, I hate it because I, I really don't think an injury will affect the team more this year than it has affected the Cleveland Browns, than the Nick Chubb injury will affect the Cleveland Browns. And I'm gonna, we got to go back to the Browns, but I want to hit Kenny Pickett real quick. That's another guy that was not getting protected. Man, he was getting his ass kicked. Shout out to that throw hitting oh. Kenny, I mean, George Pickens, man, for that 71-yard touchdown. You, you saw he got his ass knocked down on the ground. But what man, a hell of a he throw. Got, He's a he tough got, dude, man. He's a tough he, dude. He, he is picket to pickings, man. Yeah. I love. I said, I've been saying all along. He's going to hear that a lot, but I don't know Bro. that we will because I don't know the Kenny Pickett will be able to stand up right. He's another yeah. one like Carolina. This Steelers, they, this is their weak point for sure. They mm-hmm. need to. They talk about investing in Najee Harris and all this stuff to help the running game and solidify the running game. You should have invested in some offensive linemen because it's garbage what they got up there, man. 
Kenny Pickett yeah. is a guy that can drop back. He, he's an athletic dude. He's not like a lethargic mm-hmm. guy that can't get out of the pocket. He can do all those things, but he's just having to run for his life in spots. Oh, my gosh. Dropping the dime like he did in George Pickens. He got lit up on that yeah. play, man. You got to protect these guys. These are your $30, $40 million guys. You draft mm-hmm. them to be that, but you got to keep them standing upright, man. And the Steelers' offensive line has got all kinds of problems. Yeah, man, they do. They do. I mean, that defense bailed them out so bad, man. I mean, oh, man, you know, Watts and then, you know, Highsmith had one hell of a game with the pick in the first quarter, you know, the first set, but then also forcing that fumble, all right? Uh, T.J. Watt then picking it up for the touchdown. Dude, they, they, the defense won this game. The defense came to play. It was a typical old-school Steelers versus Brown. Which fucking defense is tougher than the other? That's who's going to win the game, and that was case in point in this matchup. It was what I saw. It was a lot of, a lot of defensive football on Monday night. You know, that's that's what that's what you get a lot of times in this mm-hmm. AFC North right here. It's always – they're usually pretty close games, a lot of rivalry-type games, hard-hitting football games. They're usually fun to watch. I enjoy it. You don't see a whole lot of points usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one I was on the under, and it doesn't help when you get a pick six, nine seconds into the yep. game. Like I said, I was still waiting for my first touchdown score in the Saints-Carolina game, and they actually scored the first touchdown in the Browns-Steelers game before that. And it's like, are you kidding me? Started an hour I know. later, man. I know, but, man. It, it, it was all late in the game when the damn points we were going to put up, but it was by the defenses. Yeah, man. It's uh, I'd like to have that uh, Steelers defense two plus touchdowns, or, or, or par- and parlay it with the uh, first touchdown score. I'd have paid like nine hundred million to one or something. Oh shit! Yeah, you would have gone wild, man, with that. What about you know the guy? It's funny. There was some dude in FanDuel that hit some parlay of like one field goal being hit in every four ten game, four twenty five games. Was it touchback, was it, or, game, or, or maybe, field goal? Maybe another one. Uh, Will showed me one on the morning show this morning. There was a guy that picked – I didn't know you could bet this, but you can bet if they're like the first kickoff of every game to be a touchback. And the guy oh, – really? picked. you, you got to think. You figure most of the NFL games, the guys come out hype. You got all yeah. the pregame stuff. Everybody's juice is flowing. A lot of times, they, uh, you know, they're going to drive it through the end zone on that thing. You don't see a lot of kickoffs right off the rip, get returned. It and was a part late that, like FanDuel had out there available. It was some shit like he, that. It was some weird. My friends emailed it to me. I got to look it up, and, and I'll share it with you. But it was, this yeah, it was dude, this dude on the one that bet on the touchbacks, he got it right. Every, a touchback yeah. on the first kick of every game. It was 10 to win, like 847. Man. That's a juicy lick, man. I would just yeah. bet that every game. He's already paid for it four yeah. times over. Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, it's man, let me tell you something. The degeneracy is is really running wild in today's uh, betting uh, age, man. <laughs> you could They have parlays on everything nowadays, man. You could build whatever the hell you want, man. I'm telling you. It, it's, they, know, uh, they know even if we get them, we're, it, that money ain't got no home. They know we're exactly. just holding it for them for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about no home, man. Deshaun Watson, uh, again, he didn't look that sharp in game one. He hasn't looked sharp since he's gotten back. And last night was another case in point, my friend. 22 for 40. He looked horrible out there. Interception, two fumbles. All right. Uh, not not good, my friend. Six, uh, had 22 yards on the ground. Could not hit. There's no excuse for Elijah Moore to have three freaking uh, catches. All right. You know what I mean? Elijah Moore yeah. should have been tailor-made to have a big game last week. All right. Yeah. At least six catches. You know, 80 yards. There's no reason why. I mean, I know Amari is the guy. And he came back kind of late. But you already had practice all week long with freaking Elijah Moore being your number one guy. I, I think this falls a lot on the – I understand the defense for the Steelers was really, really good. But a lot of this falls on the quarterback that you paid fully guaranteed money for. A lot of fully guaranteed money right here. And you're going to start to hear those rumblings. I'm sure he's been hearing them all day up in Cleveland if you're Deshaun Watson because mm-hmm. they did pay you a lot of money, man, for moments like last night. Now, granted – I believe that was pass interference on that at the yes. end of the game there. So, I mean, the drive should still be going. He should still have his shot. So, not all his fault at that moment. Now, made some mistakes early on. And the fumbles, I, you know, 
really it's kind of a weird stat line. It looks like he played a lot worse than he did. The first, the, you know, the first pick six is, is tipped. Not really his fault right there. Um, the the sacks and sack fumbles and stuff like that. That's just not a lack of protection. You know, they got a pretty solid offensive line there in Cleveland. Um, you know, that's why they pride in running Chubb up that thing right there. They got offensive line that can protect the guy, but maybe holding the ball too long. But they paid you to win games like this in spots like this. So you got to start taking advantage of some of those games. And it's going to – You look Rumlin's, off. Rumlin's probably getting louder in Cleveland, man. He's looked off right now. He hasn't looked. I mean, it, it's – it's at what point do we start saying, all right, enough, game, enough is enough. He had enough games. When do we start saying that we fucked up? For the – it's such a Browns thing to do to pay somebody a whole shit ton of money to come up there and just be terrible. I know that's what the Browns do. And with that being said, Mr. Uh, Deshaun Watson is. He is my loser of the week, my friend. All right. Uh, look, let's, let's get real over here. All right, Deshaun Watson right now in uh, eight games, apart from what happened, and aside of what happened last night, all right, eight game of his career right now, he's, he's played eight games with Cleveland, 57% completion percentage, 1,491 yards, 186 yards per game, ninth touchdown, seven interceptions, 76 passer rating. We gave, the Browns gave up three first-round picks, a third, a fourth. Paid him a quarter billion. Exactly. <laughs> and when I said, at what time do we say Cleveland? We we definitely have a problem. And I think uh, we're heading to that point where we fucked up. All right. It, you know, I, I right now, I think you just got to cross your fingers and pray or whatever it is you do in spots like that. Meditate if you're a Cleveland fan, because you're just hoping that it's not. And you don't have any other options. It's not like you're going to bench the guy. He's your guy. You don't oh, give him all can. that money and put him on the bench. So... And I don't think you don't have any trade value. Nobody's no. going to trade for him and take that contract off your hands. They thought you were a fool when you gave it to him. That's so, a problem. And so that's what I'm saying. You're going to be in, you know, that's going to tie up the salary cap for some years. You, you kind of got to just hope and pray that he winds up being the guy and figures it out. And I don't think we can lose hope on him just yet. We got to figure, you know, I almost took pretty much a whole year off there. Um, still maybe kind of get, and then got to play, you still spending those games, get to kind of finish off the season when it was kind of out of hand anyway, you know, kind of hard to get hype and focused on those games, but they're one and one still, they had a chance to win the game last night. Um, that's what they want. They want the team to win games and he's given them a chance to win games. Uh, but when he gets a chance at the end like that, he's got to take advantage and really, really, you know, you can blame it on the pass interference penalty, but he didn't look polished that whole drive. There's people looking at each other right now in Cleveland, my friend, in that front office, that back office, fans, and they're like, man, I don't know. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> that exactly was in their minds right now. And shout out to my boy, Mock Draft Guy. I follow him on Twitter. Uh, I've been following him for a while. He follows me back. This is a great stat. And I said, I have to, like, I have to steal this and put it on the podcast and make it a segment here as uh, my loser of the week because i mean we had some guys close by but uh, uh yeah you got you got to pick uh, you got this is this gave me a little added incentive to just say yeah he's my loser of the week for this week i and not only him man we talked we've all, already said all the stuff about chubb i think cleveland is just the, yeah. the losers of overall the cleveland lost a lot and uh you know they they owe this man all that money well, i tell you what we're gonna find out now if he's worth it because yep. he's got to take over he's got to be the guy now you lose your best player yep. 
You you got you got to take over now, man. There ain't no more. It's time to put up or shut up. You pay, made been paid a bunch of money. It's your time now. Security blanket is gone. Now is time to put on the big boy pants. All right, cut the fucking yes, massages down. All right, and get out there in the damn cold, buddy. All right, and get it done. That's right. So I posted my um. We gotta close the shutout with my rankings, buddy. I posted my own. I like to do this, you know, after week two, week three, my top ten rankings week over week, and this, this is what I have. And if you ask me, what do you use to make this? I don't, I don't, nothing. I just, you, you know, fucking do my own, right. uh, my own analysis of what I think is what I think is, you know, the top ten rankings. And I only do the top ten. I ain't gotta go to that shit, dude. I ain't got time for that. Uh, right. <laughs> but as a week two, my friend, look, I, I'm, I'm swallowing a lot of uh, a lot of crow here, putting the Cowboys in number one and. I'm doing something different than I do every year. I kind of like underrank them because I don't like them. But this yeah. year I'm going to overrank them, all right, starting the year. Because <laughs> this shit, we've seen this before. They start out good. They're good on paper. And then we have problems. So, hey, look, for now, your boy's going to swallow his giant's pride. And I got them as number one in, okay. my, in my book. Okay. Uh, I, think I, I think I would flip-flop the Niners right Niners? there. That's, that's uh, what I was going to do. Because, I, I, you know, the Niners, I, I like what I've seen out of them. Yep. As, you know, I can't get a lot out of Dallas games because I don't mm -hmm. know playing in the monsoon against the Giants, yep. playing against Zach Wilson with the Jets. I don't really know that I'm seeing, you know, a lot that just tells me they're just heads and shoulders above everybody. I've seen more complete games out of the Niners. They played in a bad weather game too. Look good. Um, so I, I'm really anxious to see this matchup at some point. I hope we we get. To, I don't know if they're on the schedule with each other, but I hope with playoffs or something. This would be a a fun matchup to watch. You talk about an old school football game right mm -hmm. here, man. But I might even slide the Dallas to three just because I'm not sure on the teams they've played. But I like the Dolphins. I like what I've seen out of the yep. Dolphins going on the road in week one at L.A. at the Chargers, a team with a lot of high expectations coming in, getting the job done there and a fun game to watch, and then coming back and going to the division rival in a place they've had a lot of trouble in years past yep. up in New England and getting the job done against Belichick. Love what Mike McDaniel's doing down there. So I think i got probably Niners one, Cowboys uh, – excuse me, Niners one, Dolphins two, and Cowboys three right there. Now, remember, the Dolphins have had problems in the past – against the the bills until Tua came true i think Tua true. now is five and oh or four and oh one of the one of the two i forget what the number was going in against bill belichick he's yeah. uh he's he's been he's been the difference maker see to me the eagles and the dolphins i it, interchangeable they could have been number three or number four i'm just yeah. gonna put the eagles there you know just because uh i'll keep the nfc the nfc tip going as a giants fan you know but this yeah. one is interchangeable i think the eagles uh had a good bounce back game this past weekend um the dolphins again went into a tough play place to play and, and got it done right it wasn't an easy game it's always hard i don't care how bad the new england patriots are but when you got to go in on a rival game it's always going to be difficult to win in foxborough so yep. you know i got the ravens in number five uh i think the ravens are to me they're, they're the number five team you know two games in they didn't show they didn't look good the first game against arizona neither the giants but so that should tell you either something about arizona or it should tell you about russ from both teams but right. the Ravens, number six, I think that's good. I got your bucks at number, I mean, I'm in, I'm number five. I got your bucks at number six. So number six to me could be, see, the Commanders, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Jack just get that default number 10 spot because they're probably the best one-on-one -on -one team, right? Uh, yeah. the, the Falcons are the last 2-0 and team. And look, it's such a, a shit show, right? Uh, but I think the Bucks have played the best, had the better matchups, I guess, you know, the, the tougher schedule, I guess. And the Saints haven't looked great, you know. But again, to me, they're they have a better defense than the Falcons. It's one of those things that you know you could probably in exchange six for seven, nine for eight, or you know ten for nine. But I, just because of the record, it's pretty much uh, what it is. But I think the Bucks should deserve number six, as over you know the Saints, Commanders, or Falcons. You know, uh, moving forward. So, 
I think I, I didn't think I'd be saying this this early on in the season, man. But I think I got the Rams in there on that list somewhere toward the back end of it. Uh, I've been impressed with what I've seen out yeah. of them. Me and too. Two, I mean, the Seahawks were highly touted coming into this season. They go into Seattle and smack them in the mouth, winning by two touchdowns, yep. and then play a very respectable game at San Francisco. Um, or was that was that at home? Did they play at, at LA or was that at San Francisco? The Rams they played. I think no, they played in. Um, it was at San Francisco, I think. In San Francisco. They yeah, played, yeah, yeah. So two road games. They played in L.A. They played in L.A. because uh, they played at home. They played at home okay, because okay. Uh, San Francisco played at home when they opened the game, the, the season against um, okay. the Oh, okay. E- either way, man. Tough to no, beat the game right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two teams that we're expected to be in the top half of the league, and they went out and beat one of them at their home field, and then were very respectable the next one. So I like what the Rams are doing. Matthew Stafford is not done, man. No. And they got a, they got a guy named – I know Puka doing what he's doing out there. Mm-hmm. Tutu Atwell and those guys. Uh, yep. Kyron Williams, but they got a guy that's pretty good too that'll be coming back in a few weeks, man. He didn't tear no ACLs or nothing. He come back from hammies. They're gonna get him right. They don't have to rush him back now with the yeah. production they're getting out of those guys. But when Cooper Cup gets back, I'm sorry, Cooper Cup still Cooper Cup. Yep. Cooper Cup right now, you don't have to have him be the guy right away because you don't need to. You know what you have with Puka, what you have with uh, Atwell, what you have with um with with with, uh, with Tutu, you know Tyler uh Tyler Higby as well. Yep. Yeah, you got guys that can catch a football and have yeah. proven they could catch a football against some really good freaking matchups and and you know and defenses. So Cooper Cup would just come in and yo, ease them in. Ease yeah. them in, bro. I think all it does is open this offense up a lot, a lot yep. more because you gotta put the focus on Cooper Cup. Whoever yep. you don't focus on, if you double cover anybody in this offense, somebody's gonna be open. Somebody's gonna hurt you on the deep yep. ball. They can all go to the house. So Cooper Cup's just gonna make them defense have to put more attention on it. And the way Puka's playing, 25 receptions, he's on a record setting pace. For his first yep. two NFL games, he's got 25 catches. That's incredible. And uh, this guy, you obviously got to pay attention to him. So does Cooper Cup get some favorable matchups because you got to focus more on Puka? I Dude, think Matthew Matthew is- Stafford is playing like the Matthew, the one that was in the MVP race. All right, when they won the championship, the year. I mean, I'm telling you, Matthew, the ball is coming out of his hand with some zip, some accuracy. You know, he's always had an arm. He's always he's always been such a talented quarterback. He just you know was he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's just been has been under. He's been in you know and and really and for a long time of his career was in Detroit when Detroit was bad. Imagine yeah. him. Yeah, imagine he's him now in that Detroit team, right? With what they have now. Imagine him. That's, oh no that, shit. Yeah. So look, I shout out. You know, I, absolutely. Uh, like I said, these power rankings the first week. That's why I hate doing them the first couple of weeks. I didn't do them last week because I was like, right. it's hard to power rank somebody. <laughs> a one and zero. So I was like, this is point. Let's get to the two and zero teams and rank them. And then you know, which one in one team take take your pick and put them in there yeah. as number ten. But you're right. I I think I think uh, the Rams probably deserve as a team that could be there at one and one. You know the Green Bay uh, at number ten, the Green Bay Packers as well in one and one. Uh, even Seattle. There's a lot of different one and ones you could put in there. We, we went with the height. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the the Browns are still. I'm not. I'm not lost all hope for the Browns. I know, like I said, the Nick Chubb injury is big, but I saw some good things out of Jerome Ford last night, and so yep. I'm not completely. Don't think they're just a lost cause yet because they got a sick defense. And uh, if Deshaun can get it together, this team's still going to have to be able to make some noise, I think. Through two games, uh, hasn't seemed that way, or through eight. So let's see if that is a complete turnaround. It's, it's, it, to me right now, yes. I, I, I think after next week, we got to stop using the fact that he didn't play for almost two years. Yeah. That's yeah, done. That's got to go, yeah. yeah. That you was your preseason last now. year. You got six, seven games. Whatever the heck, you got six games in last year. You got yep. two this year. You had a whole year to prepare. You had a whole training camp. You had a whole preseason with the same players you have now. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, all right, and Joku. Uh, you know, Chubb is out, but Ford was there last year as well. Elijah Nothing Mitchell. has changed in this offense, but Elijah Moore, which is to me. Elijah Moore, excuse me. 
Elijah Moore is an upgrade. You know, it's an addition that's going to help you. So there yeah. shouldn't be, you should not be looking this off. And, you know, you should, he should be hitting these guys. I mean, like, again, there was no excuse for Elijah Moore to have that kind of a game last night. I don't know if it was no. a lot of Elijah or the defense or whether it's, uh, got- it was a combination of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and also Deshaun. And they're, they're trying, that's the thing, they're trying to get the ball to Elijah Moore. They yeah, got nine right. targets, so only three catches there. Some of that was due to some of the pressure. I mean, yep. you, you got to look, too. You know, they, they were breaking a new offensive lineman last night, his NFL debut. They lost Conklin, going to be out for, uh, not the year, for a while. So you had, uh, I think, Daywan Jones was, was his first start yep. in the NFL last night. Played pretty well against a guy, I mean, you, you got to figure your first start of the NFL, you got to face T.J. Watt across from me that's who you got coming in at you so he played well in that game tj watt still got his because he's tj watt but i saw some good things out of him it's gonna take some time for that offensive line to adjust to that and get used to that guy being in there you know that, that changes up a lot you lose one of those key offensive linemen there you guys got to shift around and do different things it gets you out of sync for a little bit but i'm with you i think deshaun watson's got to start performing now especially that he knows he is the guy you got to be the guy nick chubb your other best player is gone done for the year he's not coming back you got to be the guy and take this team on your back and win football games he has no excuse right now. He needs to be the man because he has no other option. Yep. And talking about no excuses, my friend, that's what you and I just did for about an hour and a half. That's right. We gave him everything we had for the weekend. All right, we talked power rankings. We bullshitted our way through. Gave you some good nuggets, man, through an hour and a half of nothing but quality football, baby. Your boy Cricket was in the building, baby. and You're going to see him more and more often. My man, I appreciate you having me in, man. I, I enjoy it. Real quick, I, I want to say something before we get off here, man. Go ahead, man. Uh, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. I think, you know, depression is a very real thing in our society these days. A lot of stuff going on in people's lives. Just kind of want to give you a little boat of confidence, man. Keep your head up. Keep your chin up. There are brighter days ahead. I know sometimes there's dark dark days. It doesn't feel like we can get to tomorrow, but just keep your chin up. Keep your head up. And uh, always, the, the, the Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. One more time, one 800 273-8255. That's a 24-7 hotline, guys. Sometimes we just need somebody to talk to uh, and get through those tough nights and things like that. But keep your chin up there because there's always brighter days ahead. And I just want to give you guys a little vote of confidence before we got off here. Absolutely, man. Great, great, great stuff, man. Uh, yeah, you know, depression is a real deal. I think all of us uh, go through it. And us as men especially try to hide it a lot of the time and don't try to deal with it as best we can. I deal with it a little bit different and you know, I'm not trying to Bible thump or anything, but I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. And, uh, when I, when I get down, man, I, my, my, you know, my psychiatrist and my psychologist, the man upstairs, man, I, 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 pro, I pour my prayers on and, you know, honestly, he's been good to me, but you got to find something that makes you get out of that dark hole. All right. doesn't matter whether it's faith, whether it's, you know, treatment or anything else, it is a real thing. Don't let it slide by. Not, you know, tackle it head on, man, because uh, at the end of the day, man, there's like he said, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Like you said, cricket and those always better day, days ahead. Yeah, yes, sir. You know, take your mental health very seriously. Do the things that uh, it's, it's a, it, your brain is a muscle too, man. You got to yep. do things that you're passionate about, things that make you happy and enjoy life. Uh, but yeah, you got to, got to get, do those things to get you through those tough times. But, but yeah, just keep your head up, man. The brighter days ahead. Absolutely, man. All right, Craig, tell them where they could find you, bro. Give them your spiel there about uh, sports locals, man. You got a lot of shit going on there, some good stuff going on. Oh, man, for the best value in sports handicapping, come check us out over at sportspicks.locals.com. We have the great Robert Barnes making the official picks. He's been crushing it, 7-0 and on his big 5% plays this year, having a really solid football season to start. We're only going to get better, man. You got a good community over there. You can interact, post your own stuff. We'll get back to you and interact with you. Let you know how we feel about things. Come over there and check us out, man. Sportspicks.locals.com, where we turn the odds in your favor. 
Hey, man, you can follow him on Twitter. He's right under. If you look at the ticker at the bottom, at Cricket1414, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's on Twitter. Follow me at Joe Sports, uh, Joe's underscore talk on Twitter. Again, if you follow him, he gives you picks, you know, pretty much on a weekly basis, night games. Tell him he does he does a good job, man. And uh, and then, you know, for he's all over the place, bro. He's on a bunch of different shows, so you don't want to miss him anywhere. I mean, he's with Will and Game On every morning, man. I mean, you guys are just hustling the hell out of these uh, out of this market, baby. You're you're cornering this shit more than a cul-de-sac, baby. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to, when it comes to degeneracy betting and fantasy football, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're we're trying, brother. I appreciate you having me on, man. I always enjoy doing this. One of my favorite shows of the week. Enjoy being able to get on here and just shoot the shit with you, man. We got Wake and Rake uh, Sunday mornings, nine uh, a.m. Eastern time. Get on there with the guys from Patriot Sports Radio, Millie Goats. We got some different folks. Jordan from over at Truth Serum. Got a good crew on there. Man, you can check us out at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday mornings, Wake and Rake. That's every Sunday. This Friday, my boy Jim from Fan in the Van and I are hitting another edition of Cigars and Sports. 9 o'clock, tune in live on Twitter, live on Rumble, live on YouTube. All right? With that being said, Cricket, we will see you next week, right? Yes, sir. I'll be here, man. Your boy E-Man, your boy Cricket signing out. Peace. Yo!